good evening, good morning. I, I, it's irrelevant really what time of day you listen to the show. No, but this is Bang Bang Podcast and this is episode 133. And my co-host is swinging a bottle of Jack Daniels at the moment. Well, I'll introduce him properly in a minute. It's Sunday night. I'm, I'm recording this and you might be listening to this in like four hours time after I've uh, actually released it if I don't fall asleep. It feels a bit strange recording this on a Sunday night. Um, if you haven't listened to the show before, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know where to start. This is a show predominantly about wrestling, I suppose. Um, it, it depends who you talk to, really. Um, and each week I'm joined by a special guest to talk about an exciting event which happened this week in wrestling history. Um, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. That's that's the event. The show is always great, but sometimes we talk about some average average stuff at best. A big thank you to Dream Kid for our uh, intro. Uh, his uh, the, the track which actually started the show, this little snippet from a song called Revenge Boy. Um, but he's got a song called Streetlights out, probably about nowish. Uh, go check that out. It's amazing. He posts little clips on Twitter and on tw- TikTok. Um, of little snapshots of his songs. It's, if you're into uh, 80s synth stuff, which obviously I am, then uh, go and check him out. It's amazing. Uh, thank you to Sean at Pigs Bladders for doing the artwork for the show. Uh, the the Wizard of Photoshop is, I think I christened him that. So uh, he owes, uh, for, uh, to be fair, I say he owes me for that. He's done about 40 photoshopped images of me. So I think we're probably we're probably even now. Uh, but yeah, he's a top man. Go and check him out. He's, he's a legend. Um, upcoming events. So next week, um, got a change in the schedule. It's going to be uh, Mark Fox, uh, the man behind Grapple Arcade. Talking about King of the Ring 1993, but we changed it around a bit, so it's now going to be Ash Preston talking about King of the Ring 1993. Ash was on last year. Ash is actually a professional comedian, and he's quite good as well. Uh, and he's an absolute fucking diamond. He's a really lovely bloke, so that'll be good. Uh, Scottish Danny is going to be. Actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I'm not ignoring the fact that my co host has now got a pipe in his mouth. The week after um, King of the Ring 93 is going to be TNA Slammiversary 2009 with uh, the wonderful Dave Mercy. If you ask me now, I've got no idea what's on that card. It must have been good for us to suggest it. Um, then Great, Great American Bash <coughs> 2004 with Scottish Danny, which features the infamous Undertaker versus the Dudley Boys, I think, in the match where Paul Bearer gets encased in cement. Um, so that's one to look forward to. And then following that, we've got uh, a one-off pay-per-view called Beast in the East, which was in Japan. The pay-per-view. I think it was less. Was it not in Japan? Where was it, Matt? Uh, it was not, not a pay-per-view. It was a, it was a, pre, it was a live, a special live event. Okay, sorry. So that's the first mistake of the evening. Um, but that's with Dan Griffin, the wonderful Dan Griffin, who's been oh, on yeah, I am again, yeah, yeah. So that'll be good. Um, last week was me and Morty Jr. talking about Payback 2014. A little round of applause there. I'm not going to add that in, but uh, Matt was applauding then, uh, Morty. That was that was a good show. I mean, Morty, uh, Morty's a, he's a legend. Good to have a chat too. Um, that show was all right. So, uh, I mean, the, pay- the show was great. The pay-per-view was average at best. But it's good to have a chat with Morty. Go and check out Morty and Fitch pod if you don't already. Um, uh, As I always say every week, if you want to email email the show, the email address, I give out a different one every week. I'm pretty sure it's bangbangpodcast66 at gmail.co.uk. If you want to email me for lifestyle advice, uh, hair loss tips, anything like that, um, 
and we've also got the twitter account you know so if you want to send me a dm don't send me those sort of dms but you know if you want to send me a reasonable dm i mean you can send me those sort of dms if you want uh but um get in touch with the show if you want to um yeah so don't forget to check out as well one more thing before we get properly going for today's show uh, check out Bang Bang the Music, the Spotify playlist. It was a bit of a quiet week last week because Morty's not really into music. Um, I mean, he's I mean, he's a strange bloke. That's not breaking news, I know, but he's not really into music. And it wasn't much. We didn't actually do a top 10 of music last week because top 10 for 2014 was crap. So we did a PWI uh, top 10. So And there wasn't really much music from the show to add. So we didn't add anything to the playlist, but there will be a few songs this week added to the playlist. Uh, so today... Today, I'm. It's a, I always say it's a privilege to talk to my guests each week, but I genuinely mean it this week. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Mr. Matt Lewis, formerly Matt Willis, um, not that one, but from the well, from I, I mean, I was going to say good, good cop, bad cop, but I mean, how many other shows you want as well? The main one, buddy. It's the main one nowadays. That's the main one. That's the I, main I, one. Do, I do game junkies as well, and I produce Chris's podcast, Chris Talks Games, of course. Yeah. Um, but um and Dungeon Junkies I'm a part of the of that group. But most part it's uh it's good back up every week. Yeah. Well we are about to go on a four week break. <laughs> okay. Good timing then. Because Graham is no, we 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 we're, we're on next week, so it's coming out yeah in well now, as you're mm-hmm. supposed to do it, it's out now. Uh, we'll be at we'll be coming out about next Sunday and then we're taking four weeks off because Graham is travelling. Okay. Um, at which point, uh, hopefully, um, after that, though, we'll be back, final centers, and lots of good guests, including your good self. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Looking forward to having you on the show. Um, you said, um, Matt Willis, not that one. You have to say as well, Matt Lewis, not that one as well. Okay. Is there a famous Matt Lewis? You never, have you ever seen the Harry Potter films? Oh, <laughs> um, I've been in the room with them on. I'm not sure I'd pay much attention to them. But... Never long bottom. Oh, yeah, I'm aware of that. He's Lewis. Matt Lewis, is he? Okay. Right. And he's now got a very, very popular cricketing podcast. Oh, has he? He, okay. follows, he follows Leeds um, cricket team. Or yeah. well, I don't know what they are. Cricket's not my idea. Okay. Yorkshire, yeah. York, well, York, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, he um, he uh, does a podcast about them. Hmm. And uh, it's quite okay. successful by all accounts. And so good luck for him. But I'm not him either. <laughs> no, 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 no. To be fair, you're better than both those guys, so... Oh, I'm going to bear in mind. Um, we talk about music. Um, we're going to we were going to go and see Busted at their 20th anniversary um, tour, which is this late summer. Okay. But the, we're going to go to the O2 and watch them, and all the it was sold out. But even if they weren't, it was the day before we fly to America for our honeymoon. So I was like, eh, we could have done it, but it would have been awkward. And then they announced new dates for the week after our honeymoon, and Chris bought us tickets. So oh. I get to see him in concert for the first time proper. It worked out right. It worked out fine. It worked out fine. Um, that's, I'm really looking forward to that. We're also going to... We were going to be seeing S Club 7 mm-hmm. in October, but two of them aren't doing it. One, because she doesn't want to do it anymore, uh, and one, because he's dead. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. sounds a bit blunt, but he is dead. Uh, no, I mean that's a good reason not to play the show, isn't it? But the only thing is that he was most keen to do it. Uh, was it? I yeah. Um, so yeah, there's gonna be five of them doing it, but it'll still be a good show. It'll still be a good show, I hope. So I mean, if, if you're if you're an S Club Seven fan, 
Uh, I, I can't say I was particularly, but I mean the main the main stars were Rachel Stevens, I suppose. Mm. I can't think of any other. Rachel Stevens. It wasn't Tina. racist on on uh, Big Brother. Um, uh, Joe O'Meara. Yeah, yeah. She's taking part in it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tina O'Mara. Hmm? No, 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 Tina O'Mara. Joe O'Meara. Uh, well, Tina, she mm. she in it. Hannah Spirit has said no. Okay. Uh, she doesn't feel it doesn't feel it's right. Uh, yeah. look, John, who's been in the West End for the last twenty years. Um, in prison or no, 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 no. <laughs> musical, musical theatre. He's had okay. It's very, very popular actually. Very good choreographer for all accounts. Okay. Bradley's been doing a bit of DJing and all that stuff. He was even part of that um, MTV Ultimate Boy Band thing. Had Ben from A One in it as well. Okay. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't good. No. It wasn't good. Um, yeah. So that's it. And Rachel Stevens obviously is in it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Chris, I okay, gave Chris the option if he wanted a refund or to watch the show, or he said he'd rather go watch a show. I'm like, that's fine, we'll do that. It was your, it was oh, your. That'll be good. Yeah, it'll probably be a bit touching as well. I'm not touching, but like emotional. That um, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be a rough one. It'll be a rough one probably, but it will be my fourth gig ever. Okay, why? Well, my first gig ever was McBusted. Yeah. But which I went to see uh, the day before Chris went to see him. I, I guess I one of my passing ships in the night thing. Um, second gig we went to see Steps back in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, and then Busted will be my third, and then Steps will be my f- no, then Steps, then Steps will be my fourth. Yeah. So that's uh, could I be more gay? <laughs> Probably not though. No, no. I mean Abba. Abba. No, I mean Abba don't interest me because they've said they won't get back together for Eurovision next year in their home country. Fifty yeah. years. Went, remember where you came from, Abba. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It'd be nothing about your vision. I um, I went to again. This is not uh, in any way related to anything we're talking about. Well, it's like I went to see uh, Martin Kemp, um, DJ. At, uh, yeah, he was a famous singer. He was, yeah, I mean, he was he was in Spandau Ballet, so he was he um, was a big deal. <clears throat> yeah, sounds quite easy on the eyes. Well, no, see, this was this was just before COVID. This would have been like the end of 2019. And um, yeah. me and my mate, we all got tickets. I think we were drunk when we bought the tickets. It was sort of 35 quid in a in a small venue to watch Martin Kemp play 80s songs and sing along to them. Mm. I was great. It was, it was, well, Martin Kemp can sing. But yeah. it's the easiest job on the road. I could have done that. I could have got up on stage, played 80s songs, got drunk and sung along to them. Yeah, Martin Kemp can sing, mate. No offence. Mate. Uh, that is one of the most offensive things I've heard on this show. So that I can't sing. But, um, I haven't heard you sing, but you were no, at my wedding. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, you did ask me to sing at your wedding, but I couldn't make it. So. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. Um, but that was the one that you win. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, right, we need to crack on. because We show, do, because... Um, the show's going to be in four hours. Yeah. And I've only got so much like Daniels. Yeah. So, to make up for last week not talking about music on the show, we've already done like 10 minutes, but we're going to look at the... Uh, we're, we're covering the show from 2007, from this week in 2007. So, we're going to uh, look at the UK Top 10 from uh, June in 2007. So, June the... Uh, I can't remember it was. Uh, the 30th. Yeah, which is the same day as uh, the pay view. Actually, we're going to talk about later on. So uh, actually yeah. worked perfect. Actually worked perfectly in sync. Yeah, yeah. So if any of these songs strike a chord with you, 
that's actually quite good uh, <laughs> if any of these songs mean anything to you then we'll, we'll stop along the way but some, some are actually it's a bit naff but so number 10 uh don't matter by akon anything doesn't ring a bell to me unfortunately he was on was he on raw once i think he was on raw once with the akon or he was in the crowd at raw probably yeah because that thing um i can remember mags was on the show once and he recited santina morella's rap and i think acorn because he called him acorn <laughs> but i think acorn might have been in the crowd for that that wouldn't surprise me at all Mags would know. Mags would know. But no, that doesn't really uh, mean anything to me, that song. Well, Mag, uh, when, you, when you know, um, get in touch with Andy and tell him he's right or wrong. I'm sure he will, yeah. Um, number nine, uh, The Girls by Calvin Harris. Rings a bell, but can't place it. I got all the girls, I got all the girls. That one. Then no. Then no. That's probably... No. <laughs> uh, Either Way by The Twang. Are you heard of The Twang? Never heard of, never heard of, never heard of The Twang. I may have... I may, I'm way better with songs rather than artists, so usually. Okay, you wouldn't really. The Twang were like uh, an uh, uh, indie band from Birmingham. Now, of... I've looked at the chart here, and this yeah. was the second week on the chart, and they were up from 33 to 8. Mm, yeah. They, you might be, able to, they might be able to hear my dog in the background destroying something. I'm not sure what she's doing, but... Um... But the twang, but they were like a brummy indie band who had a, yeah, they had a, yeah, a few well. minor hits. Yeah. <laughs> um, number seven, give it to me. Nelly featuring uh, it was Timberland, Justin Timberlake, no, and no, Nelly Furtado. No, no. Nelly Furtado, yeah. Nelly Furtado, not Nelly, not yeah. Nelly, Nelly. Not Nelly, now, the rapper. Yeah. This does strike a chord with me because this, I believe, was actually on the. Uh, I'm correct. I believe I'm wrong. This may have been on the, this was on the soundtrack for Need for Speed Underground too. Oh, was it? I believe so. So this was song... actually, so uh, that was one of the best games ever made. And well, it was. It is good to get that soundtrack. It's gonna be a good song in my opinion. It's a song which um, I've forgotten to mention. The the podcast has got a TikTok account as well, which isn't very exciting. But it's a song I, I noticed this song being used a lot on TikTok for videos. It's little snippets from this song. Mm. Um, and I had I hadn't remembered it for years. I hadn't remembered it at all actually. But now when I played it, I was like, I recognise this from, from TikTok. Um, Timberland was like around. He was, he was like in every song in the. He was everywhere. He was everywhere, wasn't he? In the before yeah. in the two thousands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, number six, Cupid's Chokehold by Dream Class Heroes. You remember that? Again, it may be a song I know by hearing it. It's a song. It's like um, it's got a sample of um, Breakfast in America by Supertramp. Dee, 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 dee. Take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. It's got something like that in it. It was quite a big hit at the time. Oh dear. But again, I've not heard that probably since like the week of this pay per view being released. So, but I remembered it when I heard it. Um, number five makes me wonder by Maroon Five. The Maroon Five, I could take or leave. Depends on the song. Yeah. This one isn't one of the. Although it clearly, you know, it's in the top five here, so it's clearly, a, clearly a decently good song. To yeah. Get that high, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I've just said that. I also remember that when Margaret Thatcher died, um, I actually got um, Ding Dong, which is dead, number two in the charts. So. Okay. Or Maroon Five. No, not Maroon. <laughs> I was going to say. But Maroon, no, but it got to number not, not number two in the chart because people were like buying it and downloading and streaming it, yeah. and Radio One refused to play it. Yeah. I'm like, um, it's legitimately there. Yeah. Legitimately that year, 
Killing in the name of got to like it gets number one and number two at Christmas, doesn't it? As like uh, some sort of protest against X Factor winning every year or. Uh, uh, Raining at the Machine got mm. number one. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, it did get number one. Yeah, and to be fair, I don't think X Factor ever really recovered number one wise. No, maybe not. I was watching. Didn't James <laughs> Arthur win X Factor one year? He did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... I, I was actually having an argument with him on Twitter last night. Were you? Of course you were. Okay. I actually, yeah, because he's a homophobic prick. Oh, I saw somebody post him about that. Yeah, I got and I and I dived into 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 it, and he's like, I apologise for it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, if you'd have apologised for it genuinely, then people wouldn't be making such a big deal about it. Trust me when I say this. It takes a long time to earn credibility in this life, and seconds to lose it. You lost it big yeah. time. Yeah, you some derogatory words didn't he in yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he tried justifying it but he tried to justify it saying like i was rapping and anything goes in rap no it fucking doesn't mm. and M. yeah people called him homophobic and he made a gesture he wheeled out elton john and sang dido with him you couldn't imagine them i mean there's the old story about him um being i mean if you heard the story from when you were on graham norton Mm-hmm. Elton John to, to prove just to, to prove how an, a non a non homophobic um, Eminem is. Um, he, when him and David Furnish got married, he sent two diamond encrusted cock rings. Well, Eminem did. Okay. Eminem sent them to him. They've mm. gone unused apparently, but that just goes to show how non homophobic he is. Yeah. He was happy to do that for a man he classes as his best one of his best friends. Mm. Uh, and and. I've got a lot of time for Eminem and that side of things. We've we've strayed massively from what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about your wedding list then, but <laughs> yeah, we only asked for contributions to the honeymoon fund and that's okay. Of things. So Good. we did not get anything like that. No. No, no, but, no, no. Um, but make me Eminem, but Maroon Five can take or leave that stuff. So. Yeah. What's your? Have you got a favourite Maroon Five song? Uh, it's overplayed a lot, but it's probably um. It's probably um, Move Like Dragger. Yeah, it's got to be on it. It, it, it. I mean, no, there are a couple of big ones, but that one, it, it worked so well with him and Christina. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, number four, Here in Your Arms by Hello Goodbye. Mm, I must say it's um, it's not one of my uh, favourites. It's not standing out to me. No, no, no. I listened to it earlier and I recognised it, but it was one of those songs which, yeah, not, 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 not really my thing. Um, number three, "Beautiful Liar" by Beyonce and Shakira. See, you'd think of those two amazing singers. I know, not a clue. Do you not recommend that song? No. Oh, it sounds a bit like a ringtone. The the actual song. Um, a telephone, buddy. Hmm. A telephone. Another Beyonce song. Oh yeah, no, but this actually sounds like the the tune in this sounds like it sounds like someone's. Nokia from 2007 going off. I think I can remember it now you're saying that, but uh, it, it wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> I'm not going to sing uh, Beautiful Liar by uh, Beyonce and Shakira on the show. Um, number two, Real Real Girl by uh, Mucha Buena from the formerly of the, the Sugar Babes. Well, which group is the Sugar Babes? Well, now, this is what I was going to get onto. Now, are you, have you got a particular favourite incarnation of the Sugar Babes? Yes, the non-existent kind. Oh, mate. I am not a fan of the Sugar Babes in any formation. That is... I thought they were overhyped. I thought they were overproduced. I thought they were just purely... One of those, I'm trying to think of the word here. They were just one of those, um, like, they were prepared by a 
agency to to look good over sounding good. Oh, I love the sugar babes. <laughs> you would clearly. Not for those reasons. I thought. I mean, so the first song that came out, um, there was that was like the first incarnation. There was there was uh, the two girls. Uh, well, with, let me ask you a question. Yeah, Anthony. yeah. Um, and I can't answer the question. How many how many songs can you actually name of Sugar Babes? I can name a few. <laughs> apart, from, apart from Round Round. Round Round. Uh, Freak Like Me. Um, push the button. Um, what their their first big song? What was that called? I don't know. I don't care. They were they were they were good. They were similar in, in some way to the NWO. <laughs> As a comparison. What 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 um what over over roster? Well, there was only ever three of them, so that comparison probably goes out the window. At a time, at a time. But by the time you go through all of the former members, they're putting more than the whole of Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah. But they were, and they were, they were. I definitely were like traditional girl band material because they all looked like they could handle themselves in a the fight if, if it came to it. That says more about their masculinity than the actual. Well, it doesn't say anything about their singing abilities, but they were. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Sugar Babes, so I'm going to edit out all that stuff you said. That, <laughs> <laughs> not liking them. Um, I'm not a fan. Sorry. That's fine, mate. It's, we're all about opinions on this show. Yeah, Number one to... is um, "Umbrella" by Rihanna. It's uh, quite a famous one, obviously. Yeah. Quite a famous. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and I'm a I'm actually uh, quite a fan of that song. Um, I will be honest. I prefer the the Glee mashup version. I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, which obviously, for people who aren't aware of it, is "Umbrella" with singing in the rain, and it actually, it shouldn't work. It really shouldn't work, but it, it probably does. Um, I I like the again. I can't say I've ever seen Glee, but I do like one Glee mashup, which is the uh, um, "Heads Will Roll" uh, thriller mashup thing. Because my kids have done like a dance routine to it. Their their street dance. Uh, it must have been from like a Halloween sort of themed episode of Glee. Um, yeah, it's been an amazing, amazing um, mashups for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't say I ever really watched an episode of Glee. But um, do, you, do you do a favour? Okay. And go on YouTube and just look for the songs because mm-hmm. that way you'll that way you'll find better ones. For example, um, I'm a big I'm a, I've started getting the Hailstorm in recent times. Okay. And Cy Powell will love that because I'm because he's a massive Hailstorm fan. Okay. I got into him thanks to Bar Rescue, ironically. Right. Because they booked but they booked Hailstorm to actually open the bar as a, a rock band to, to okay. open the bar, and particularly the song "Here's to Us." I think is an amazing song. Well, Glee covered it, and yeah. it's a brilliant. Oh, it's a brilliant cover. You, if you do do us a favour, listen to that version. It is delicious. What I was looking for was, uh, it's, yeah, so it's Thriller mashed up with Heads Will Roll by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Um, it's it's good. It's very good. Yeah, very uh, good. some great mashups they did over the years, and and rightly so for sure. Um, yeah. Now, last time I was on the show, we compared it with the songs from this year. Right now. Okay. And right. I thought, how how upset can we get? We're literally four hours before it goes out. How upset can we get? So I've got the shots right in front of me. Okay, right, right. Number 10 is uh, Giving Me by Jazzy. Jazzy? Just Jazzy. Not Jay-Z, Jazzy. Just Jazzy, J-A-Z-Z-Y, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I'm not not familiar with Jazzy. Number nine is Dancing is Healing by Rudimental, Charlotte Plank, and Vibe. Charlotte Plank? 
Yeah. <laughs> I heard a rudimental. Yeah. Hmm. So then number, then number nine. Uh, number eight is popular by the weekend. the weekend. I'm a big fan of Weekend. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He he did the um, WrestleMania 36, you know, in isolation theme song. Yeah. Uh, that I insisted that was on the wedding playlist actually. For okay. He said, "Why do you want that one on there for?" Like that song and that WrestleMania got me through lockdown. Yeah. He um. It meant a lot to me. He's got a bit of an 80s, 80s tension with stuff as well, hasn't he? I quite like a few of his songs. Yeah, but that's not a... But he's, he's got an 80s tension to it, but it's modern at the same time. And I, I'm a big fan of that. And my God, is he going to go places. And he's he does already, a lot of visual stuff as well, doesn't he? Like, some of his videos, he looks pretty messed up and he's a bit of an artiste. He, he is he's up there for sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Number seven is You Make Me Feel by Adam Lambert and Sigala. Okay. Adam Lambert's the Queen Manly. Is he, Adam Lambert? He's the fake Freddy, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very talented man, though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, tattoo is number six by Loreen. Okay, not tattoo, all the things she said. Tattoo, that's a shame. Not from 2002, no. <laughs> no, which, no. Which was Victoria's theme song, of course. Well, that's on the background playlist, yeah. Yeah. Um, number five is Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Oh, I, I know that one. Number four... <clears throat> Is actually a song being used on TV currently as the outro credits for I Kissed a Boy. Okay. Which is the uh, gay dating reality show. Right. Love Island for gays, basically. Okay. Uh, on BBC Three. Danny Minogue hosts it. Okay. And Danny Minogue sings this song, We Could Be The One. Right. All proceeds from this song go to the LGBT switchboard. Oh, very nice. And that that is such a big deal for me. Yeah. Uh, but I will say yesterday it was number one. Okay. So oh, wow. Gone from first to fourth. Yeah. Um, uh, number three is Miracle by Calvin Harris and Eddie Goulding. Um, I know those two names. Well, Calvin Harris was in the 2007 charts. And Eddie yeah, Goulding. Basically, I mean, there's no yeah. question. As a DJ, he's brilliant. Yeah. I'm not an Eddie Goulding fan, I don't think. Oh, fair enough. Uh, number two is React by Switch Disco and Ella Henderson. Hmm. Ella Henderson, she was X Factor. Yeah. But she was outed as a big Tory, wasn't she? <laughs> well, she played, played at like the Tory conference or something like that, if I remember rightly. Well, you got to get paid somehow sometimes. Well, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Uh, number one is um, Padam Padam by the Queen of Pop, Kylie Minogue. Robert Dixon. Kylie Minogue. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, you're talking to a. a one of the biggest neighbours fans in Bristol. So I'm uh, I'm fully on board with Kylie. Any any Kylie. And I, I don't, I've heard that song, though. A day, a day ago, Danny would have had a Kylie in the charts. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. And right. now called Kylie to face her. Uh, but the fact of the is that Venosis um, are doing great things right now. And they yeah. for great causes. And the long may that continue. Of course, of course, of course. <clears throat> right, before we get to the rest of them, we've got our, our, uh, the weekly game to play. Now, that music in the background might give you a clue. You might hear it, because I'm going to put it in post. But the music in the background might give you a clue about what we're doing. But following up on last week's, uh, last week's quiz, which was... I'm trying to think now. Oh, I can't remember. But in the recent weeks, we've had a uh, real wrestler name or actor who appeared in Minder. Real wrestler name or actor who appeared in Prisoner Cell Block H um, and whatever we did last week which I can't remember this week we've got a, a very special game 
which is real wrestler name or competitor in the World Disco Dancing Championship of 1980. So uh, we're going to... We're gonna check out uh, Matt's knowledge now of the uh, of, of real wrestler names and of the world disco I've dance I've done something good cop bad cop you are aware before okay, I mean I've ripped most of your gimmicks off anyway mate so. we've, 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 we've done we've, we've, well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> we've done something similar before and I usually do semi okay mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll okay see. okay so we'll start off with uh, Luke Williams Luke Williams um Wrestler or 1980s disco dancer? Wrestler. Yeah, it's one of the bushwhackers. <laughs> uh, George Gray. Sorry, this is just bushwhacking a bit. Yeah. Uh, George Gray, I've got one on the board now, never mind. I'm disco dancing. No, it was one man gang. George Gray. <laughs> really? I look on the one man gang too. Uh, Raymond Chow. Raymond Trout. <laughs> Raymond Chow. C H. Um, doesn't sound like a wrestler. A little ballroom dancing. Okay, well, no, disco dancing, mate. Disco dancing. Correct. He represented Singapore in the 1980 World Disco Dancing. Wow. Uh, Butch Miller. Season Luke. Are you gonna do Butch? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm thinking you're trying to throw me off here, so I'm saying uh, ballroom dancing. No. Disco dancing, man. It's not cool that. But no, it, that is the other bushwhacker. So. I, I overthought it. I overthought it. Am I that obvious? Yes, I am that obvious. Um, Carlos Zamora. Carlos Zamora. Well, he West Ham, didn't he? That's Bobby um, Zamora. <laughs> yeah. Carlos Zamora. Um, I'm going to go for the dancing. No, he's a wrestler. Who was he? Carlos Zamora. He wrestles at the moment. Something like that. Come on, you're the Carlos Zamora, the wrestler. Uh, look him up when this when this finishes. Um, Arnold Person. Arnold Person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you pulling these from? Oh. Arnold Person, wrestler or disco dancer? Uh, uh, I'm gonna say disco dancer. Correct. He represented Suriname in the 1980 uh, World Disco Dance Disco Dance Right, got two more to go. Um. Godfrey Rasaroka. What? Godfrey Rasaroka. <laughs> you should know this. You're gonna kick yourself. Yes, sir. No, he was the winner of the 1980 disc. <laughs> <laughs> 1980. 1980. Yeah. I was born. Well, mate, I was two. I remember it very well. Um, and then the last one is Yuren Sitzma. Yearn Sigma. Yearn. I'm going to spell it. So Yearn is spelled J-U-R-N. And that's one. That's one. J-U-R-N. Yearn. Yearn. Uh, S-I-J-T-Z-E-M-A. That could be anything. But I'll say wrestler. Yeah, he is. He's a Dutch professional wrestler. Goes by the name is Yearn Simmons. Now, I'm just going to look up Carlos Zamora to make sure I didn't make that up. Because there's a chance I might have got confused. Carlos Zamora is a musical artist 
<laughs> and he is a wrestler. He is a wrestler. Carlos Zamora. I have just Googled Andre Person, and the first thing he comes up with... Arnold Person. Arnold? Well, there you Arnold. Are. That face why? Mm. We're under the giant. Yeah, Carlos Zamora is a wrestler. But he's gone by Arnold other Person. Third pick with his Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, going to prove I didn't cheat, guys, because I finally Googled that. I had a lot of digging to fucking find it. Well, I don't think... He's going to have his own Wikipedia page, Arnold Person from Suriname, who competed in the 1980 World Disco Dancing Championship. I mean, if anyone wants to make one, um, I'll post... It's the first thing that anyone called Arnold Pearson on this, on this, um, on this page is yeah. a retired US Air Force um, major um, from, from Blue Ridge, Georgia. I'm like, I don't think he's the same one. No, maybe not. Maybe not. No. Does it mention his dancing abilities? No, he's American for dark, so. No, no. Well, I'm going to put a link in the description of the show to the 1980 World Disco National Championship because it is on YouTube. Um, it's actually quite a groundbreaking thing because Godfrey Rataroka from South Africa won it. Um, it was quite a big because, you know, 1980, there wasn't many um, black faces on TV winning stuff, so it was quite a great event. Yeah, quite a good point. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that's the reason I've done this, was just just, just to raise awareness of that. But um, but yeah. So uh, now everybody, the the uh, those of you that don't listen to the show for your wrestling content, you're free to leave. You want to just make your make your way out via the uh, side exits and and keep quiet, and uh, we'll see you all back here next week. (coughs) Right. So those of you that are still left, we're now gonna talk about all four of you, Scottish Danny. And Steve-O, because Steve-O listens to this while he's at work. He wants a four-hour show, so... He does. He also wants He also wants to know my opinions on a certain match. He'll, he'll get my full he'll get a full play-by-play on it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're now heading back to 2007. Let's talk about One Night Stand uh, 2007. So, so we'll just go back to where we were, really, in 2007 in, in WWE. Well, um... It was a dark time. Yeah, I don't really... I think I was... I was kind of keeping abreast of stuff but not really watching it avidly at this time um the previous pay-per-view to this was judgment day 2007 and you might notice a theme because a lot of the shows that were on judgment a lot of the matches were on judgment day are actually on this pay-per-view but it's just a slightly different format with a different twist but the uh the main event of judgment day was cena versus uh kali yes but there was a dodgy finish to that that needed it needed a decisive decision yeah yeah. Now I'm not sure what happened to MVP in in the interim. Maybe he got injured or not. But he beat uh, Benoit for the US title at Judgment Day. The Canadian, the Canadian wrestler, yes. Yeah, and he was not on this show, was he? The Canadian wrestler was, yes. Yeah, but MVP wasn't. Uh, no, I believe this was when he was having his. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, it didn't need to. I suppose they had. I'm not sure if he had a match at. Um, Saturday night's main event night four. Oh, he might have done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did. He did. And he, I think he was nursing an injury from that. Yeah, I think he was in the tag match, wasn't he? Yeah, with um with the American with the Canadian we're not going to talk about much. Yeah, yeah. Um well no, we don't need to really on this show, do we? Or in general. Um Edge versus Batista. Yes. Uh and Lashley versus Team McMahon, which is Vince, Shane and, and Umaga. So yeah, we kind of got that again <laughs> on this pay-per-view, just in a slightly different part, but with some good bits thrown in. Um, so we get the intro tonight. The only rules are 
Extreme Rules. So when did that actually Extreme Rules pay-per-view start? Was it? Extreme Rules started with this. Yeah. Um, because One Night Stand started two years previously as two special celebrations of ECW. And then, of course, they decided to bring ECW back full time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was at this point, it was dying its death already. And mm. I'm sorry, and anyone who hasn't got this far yet, you've got another three years to go yet. Um, then, by the way, going into this event, the ECW world champion was Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Um, because just go to show, just go, just because you can book yourself to win the championship, doesn't mean you should. Well, no, we'll get to that a little bit when we actually get to that match. But, yeah, that was a real sad indictment where it was only a year, like you said, a year post ECW restarting. So in that year, you you ended up with Vince as champion. So a sign of how it was going. Um, yeah. So they tell us what we're going to get. So they show we're going to get Vin, uh, Cully and Cena in a fourth count anywhere match. And that's different, isn't it? Um, Vince and Ashley in a, in, a street ma- in a street fight. Both those matches smack of extreme rules. That's fine. Hmm. Uh, Edge and Batista in a cage. Not really that extreme, is it? No, to be fair, it's, to be fair, it's a, a, an ODQ match, so I would say that's fine. Yeah, yeah. They don't mention any other matches we've got, but we'll, we'll find out as we go through what the what the other extreme bits are. Um, but yeah, so this is a tri-branded, tri-branded pay-per-view. Um, it was, indeed. And, I believe, and it was also um, the, uh, the last... Um, to be part of a tri-branded event as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's from Jacksonville in Florida, which is now AEW land, isn't it? Jacksonville. Yeah, actually, you must correct myself. Actually, it's the last one to be introduced as such. Okay. They've been going for like Raw, SmackDown, and ECW present. Yeah. Blah blah blah. blah. But they stopped um, mentioning ECW. <laughs> but they stopped mentioning the whole Raw, SmackDown, ECW. It, I like like and now SummerSlam, for example, they they would just cut out the the present bit. But I actually kind of liked that at WrestleMania 23 when they did the whole Raw SmackDown ECW present the 23rd and WrestleMania. I quite liked it personally. Yeah, and they've got obviously they've got the three different commentary teams as well. I mean, yeah. Yes, and to um, I mean depending on your point of view of the which one of of who you like of this team. Um, six commentators here. I like two of them. Yeah, I mean, guess which I can't, two. Guess which two would you liked? Um, well, I'll, I'll go a process of uh, elimination. I don't imagine you like JBL. No. No, I can't imagine you're a big Lawler fan. Nope. Um, who does that leave? That leaves Joey Styles and Taz. So um, I'm not sure where you stand on Jr. So did you still like Jr. at this point? Yes. Yeah. So Jr. and Taz. No. No. Um, Michael Cole. No. Joey Styles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joey Styles is a man which I adored. Mm. Um, he said how it was how he didn't like sports entertainment. He, he didn't like all that stuff when he when he cut that promo. And, yeah. went, and went to work for ECW brand of things. Um, everyone was thinking the same thing. Who was an ECW guy? And ECW just became, um, unfortunately, it just became a watered down SmackDown at the time. Now, the ironic thing is, if they had called it NXT from the get go, it wouldn't have been a failure. No. Or, personally, 
not as much a failure. The problem is they were trying to recreate a magic VCW and they just used the bringing through new stars. And that's not a problem bringing through new stars, but they were calling it something it wasn't. Mm. And I've had this discussion on many podcasts mm-hmm. and I stand by it. What they were doing was absolutely fine. They just shouldn't have called it ECW. Well, come so if you think back to the the beginning of when they put ECW on TV, they they tried to put quite a few stars on there, didn't they? Like it brought, it brought the ECW guys back, yeah. Mm. And then like Angle was on there, wouldn't he? Pretty soon after it started. Angle, and... Angle debuted um, in 2006 at One Night Stand, and he was gone by some of them. Yeah, he was yeah. gone two months later. But like you said, come the end or the last sort of two or three years, they were then they were put in. That's where like Sheamus and Swagger and people like that would make their debut on ECW, wouldn't they? Ezekiel Jackson. Yep, of course. Um, but loads of others, you know, they made their debut on there. And like you said, so it Kobe turned into Kingston. yeah, it turned into a developmental almost. It was, but just it, called it ECW. Made the rest of his career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know, it's where Punk kind of made his debut in, in WWE as well. And so there was, yeah, it, it would have. And like, but again, it it died, but it took a long time to, to drag his carcass. Out. It, it, it 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 took a long time to pass on, unfortunately. And it was replaced on on even on that network. It was just replaced by NXT. NXT, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It started as a, as a game show, basically, and oh, yeah. then it yeah. developed. And then after four seasons of that, it turned into what it is now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, just done thinking with guys. Just done that to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got there in the end. But yes, yeah, so we got the free, the tri-branded uh, commentary team, which I didn't mind, actually, because you do get, again, these days, there's normally three people in the commentary on, on big events and that um, sometimes. But you kind of get fed up with the same people. Well, let's not forget, WrestleMania 35, when I was there, um, they changed commentary teams seven times. Mm. They had Jerry Lawler guest format. They had Booker T guest format. They had, um, they kept subbing people out all the time. I'm like, why? Mm. Why? Well, you don't need to do that. No. WrestleMania 36, behind closed doors, Corey Graves was there, by the way, to work yeah. with Michael Cole. He was there. But he didn't put him on the show. They put JBL out there. And instead, I'm like, why? Mm. JBL's not been a factor for the last X amount of years. Why no. why wheel him out when you've got Corey Graves, who's already there in the COVID bubble, mm. working? Well, the show last week with me and Morty was um, Cole, JBL, and JR for the whole show. And it was it was unlistenable for most of, for most of it. It wasn't too bad in, in the main event matches. It was okay. What was the show again? Uh, payback, 2014. So that yeah. was um, the Shield and Evolution in the, that was the that was the night before Rollins turned. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that the commentary at that point was abysmal, really, really bad. Um, that was when they were. I believe that was when Lawler was still recovering from his heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they brought been, JBL and JR back to mm. fill in the gap for, for the King. And to be fair. I didn't mind it quite so much because I hated Cole as a, as a heel. So yeah. it, I didn't mind it quite so much. Yeah. Right. First match. And we're starting off with a stretcher match. <clears throat> and then we hear on the show, there's a few music I heard, which I remember actually, I, I miss that music. And I miss Randy Orton's, uh, or, well, not original theme, but his, his burn, first uh, big burn, theme. Burn in the light. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Now, now, oh, and that's by Red Theory, obviously. Um, yeah. It, uh, it is a good song. Um, mm. Now, bearing in mind, up in, this is 2007, okay? Up until uh, 2003 Judgment Day, there had only ever been one stretcher match ever in okay. WWE history. The second one was between Brock Lesnar and The Big Show. Um, they have now, as of now, uh, and the first one happened back in the 80s. Right. Uh, so it had been a long time between stretcher matches. Since then, there have been about 15. Yeah, yeah. Which says it all, unfortunately, about overusing a concept. A stretcher match is supposed to be you knock someone unconscious and wheel them past the, the, the point. Um, it's a stupid fucking gimmick. There's one with Finley and Rey Mysterio. Um, yeah. Down the line a couple of years from now, uh, maybe the year after, uh, where Rey Mysterio literally um, basically Hurricane Rana's Finley onto it so he wheels across the line on it and then gets, and falls off of it. I'm like, well, what's the point? Mm. I remember um, Martin Jeff had one, didn't they? The Hardy um, Boys. At, I'm not sure if that was at, uh, it was at AP Preview. Possibly. Uh, they did, I know at WrestleMania they had a Extreme Rules match and then they had, it may, it may have been 2000 and maybe maybe, maybe 09, I'm not sure. A bit later on, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, it's, it's, it's a bit of a daft gimmick. It's, it's, really. it's, it's not the best gimmick in the world, but to be fair, it did actually work with the gimmick that Randy Orton was doing at the time, which was kicking people in the head and ending careers. It tied in with this match, yeah. Um, because, yeah, like you said, he was firmly in that the legend killer mode at this point. It had, uh, had apparently ended the career of Shawn Michaels. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, about a month earlier. And then did the same when RVD was defending Shawn Michaels' honour. He did the same to RVD and gave him a, gave him a concussion. And they mentioned that on ECW, kicked Tommy Dreamer in the head about three times as well. Um, so that was, a, that was a sort of background before this, but... But to be fair, I've ran, um, Rob Van Dam did, did a lot of selling here. Oh, yeah, that's he what had, I He had to sell for the cameras here a lot. Um, Randy Orton, um, obviously, he had to... They looked like he didn't care, be cold and all that sort of thing. But there was so much facial work going on. And, that's the, and this is the thing you see. Now I'm a commentator, of course. Last time I was on the show. Of course, I've yeah. Now become, I've now become a commentator. And, I've, and I sit ringside for uh, indie events. Yeah. And when I'm there... And when I, I can see someone up face pulling an expression, I can get that over. One of the things they've always said in is one of the best things ever that Murray Walker said, my idol. He said, don't try and tell someone what to think. Explain what's happening. Yeah. The heel should be telling someone what to thought, what, what they're thinking. But as a face, you should be doing exactly that. You should be just be listening and relaying on exactly what they like. like Look at the eyes on Van Damme, for example, where he, he looks glass, I doesn't know where he is. And it's sometimes it's something as simple as Van Damme's little hop to a top rope he does and missed his hop to a top rope. Mm. It was something so simple as that. And the fans knew, yeah. oh, oh, Van Damme's not a good place here. Van Damme, we know, was good. He was a very good actor. He was very good at, do, at selling. And he's always mm. very good at selling. Um Nowadays, Ziggler would be the man you would say who would do the Van Damme role, as it were. Yeah, um, this match was all about getting Orton over because Van Damme was only way out of the company, mm. unfortunately, and and Van Damme was happy to put Orton over as the next the next big thing. Yeah, I mean, R.E.D. I suppose you you say his his peak was a year previous when he won the 
when he won the World Championship, when he beat Cena at One Night Stand 2006. And then he kind of, circumstances after that, when he got done for drugs, it kind of almost blew his, his chance. Is, I'd like to remind everybody that marijuana possession was not illegal. It was the intent yeah. to fly. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> that he never really recovered from that in in 2006. And I, don't, I mean, he left after this and his contract was up, I think. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a shame. Gone yeah. at the point of as well, unfortunately, the ether original would have a two. Mm. But he but, did well. He, I mean, he's you know, he's got that. He had that sort of dazed look, which he potentially might have had a lot of that time, a lot of his sort of life outside of the ring. He might have had that day's look this quite a is lot. Very, this is very true, yes. But he uh, he's perfected it in this match. And it, like you said, the whole story is about potential concussions. It, it seems weird now looking back. I mean, with that is basically, that is wrestling, isn't it, really? You look back at it and you think, you know, now a lot of the, uh, the stuff about CTE and concussions, and then back in 2007 it was... Just part of a storyline, basically booting people in the head and pretending you had a concussion. Um, I'd like to remind you that Owen was doing this in mid two in mid twenty twenty as well when oh, he yeah, led yeah. to two point oh. Yeah. Christian, Big Show, Short Michaels again. Yeah. Um. So, but he did. Yeah, the job was done basically when he put Orton over and just continued Orton's rise. Although he he, he beats Orton, <laughs> so he beats Orton, but then Orton sells the aftermath. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were some good spots. That, um, Punk, Punk kicks him yeah. again and then does the elevated DDT from the barricade to the floor. That looked nasty, didn't it? It was nasty. It was meant to be. Yeah, yeah, it did the job. But there was um that one spot where RVD jumps to the top rope and sort of stumbles a bit and then drop kicks him off the top rope and he flies off and hits the barrier face first and ends up in the fucking crowd like, yeah. Um but yeah, that was the end of that I was the end of like Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that was the end of it then, till whenever he came back, not long after. But um, but yeah, did the job and and a solid a solid start, I'd say probably to the pay per view. I'd say so. Yeah. Um. So we get the uh, we're then back to um back to Vince and Shane in the locker room. Now, actually, there's not many things I can say complimentary about Vince McMahon. But I thought his hair looked quite good at this point because he'd been shaved bald at WrestleMania. And before that, he had that sort of ridiculous kind of bouffant hair, which he's had for the past 30 years. Yeah. But the kind of the short sort of George Clooney in in 1980, 1999 kind of hairstyle, I thought it quite suited him. Mm-hmm. It was easy to get a do-regger with hair as well, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he's, he's backstage chatting with Vince and they're going through strategy for the match. But Vince has got a, a premonition that something bad's going to happen to him. And we all know where this ended up leading. This led to Paul Under getting fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I wonder where that storyline would have gone. Well, we know where it was going to go. We know where it was going to go because the next night on Raw mm. um, started, um, it was, the permission started for um the next monday night which was um his limousine exploding hmm. um and it was meant to be the killing off of a vince character that's it yeah that's what it meant to be and then a canadian wrestler decided to ruin all of the hard work they put into that storyline to put it away there's been so much hard work obviously 
the limousine exploding the next the when it happened on Raw. Yeah. Um, was it was clearly set up beforehand? It was a no, obviously no one inside. We we get all that. <laughs> when the fans left the arena that night in the parking lot, there was a burning limousine. <laughs> That's mental, isn't it? They sold it like that. They sold it perfectly. They had the limousine explode in the parking lot the yeah. same time it happened on TV. And Katie really left early. Of course. So I assume then when you're leaving the arena, you're thinking, well, he's dead. He's literally, he is really dead. But that's how much they were selling it. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not stupid. We are. We, we know that, that, that professional wrestling is a, is a predetermined stage event. No different from a good movie. We know no. that. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong Spoilers. with that at all. No. Because, because people who laugh at us for being for liking professional wrestling. Does anyone laugh at someone watching EastEnders, which is arguably more ridiculous at times? Yeah. Or Emmerdale, how many fucking playing creatures can you have in one village? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was a, a, around this time there were lots of you know the uh, where we're not far off the Vince illegitimate son story that then, are we? It, that literally follows right after it. Yeah, because. Fins were back on TV and then goats to get back in the limousine that night. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The coach stops him and brings up his paternity suit. Yeah, I forgot about that bit, yeah. And then we're not far off again of um, McMahon's Millions, where the stage collapses on him and he almost dies because of that. When he does the uh, thing where um, Triple H comes out and it, obviously to sell it being serious, he says, oh, Paul, Paul, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of I course, yeah. A, a moment in wrestling. I remember it. I also remember that the woman before it um, uh, was was on track to win some money and he, he gave her $1. Yeah, yeah. Great times. To be fair, some of it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And some of it, he did give away a lot of money and he gave away some genuine money, to be fair. Mm. And to be fair, that was fine. You know, it was different. But they were leading up to something here, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. See where it goes at the time. So we obviously now looking back, we know what it was all about. But I wonder, mm, I wonder if any of us, if anyone imagined Vince blowing up in a limousine, was where they're going to go. Well, they were still in that mindset at this point. I mean, you look, he's ECW champion. If if, if there's any dropping ratings or anything needs boosting up or to get a bit more interest it was well just some with Vince blow him up give him a legitimate son make him ECW champion have him colla- collapse underneath well, it, was, it was always weird out of man. McMahon yeah 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 um right but yeah but on to the next match though should say yeah yeah so they've got the uh the six person tag team match a six-man tag team table match. Yeah. Now, these matches are always conducted under the tornado rules, which basically means all going at one time. Mm. thing is, they started as a normal six-man tag match. Mm. Not very extreme, is it? It wasn't at first, but then it did get extreme. Because they pulled the tables out, and that was fine. It's a weird mix of yep. people then. Obviously, you've got, you've got Sandman and Dreamer. Now, I was looking back at Sandman's WWE career, it's not great. And not great, but I remember, I think it was not long after this, he got drafted to Raw. It might have even been like the next night. or um, And he had a, there was a battle royal on Raw to decide yeah. who the next general manager of Raw was going to be. And it got down to Sandman and uh, William Regal. And obviously Regal won. But we were this close. We were this close to Sandman being the GM of uh, of Monday Night Raw. 
Yeah, and Coach was unhappy that he wasn't invited to be part of it when he had literally been running the show as the executive assistant for to general manager for the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Dreamer, Sandman, and then this other bloke who never amount to uh, never amount to anything. I will say at this point he's had his ego in check all the time. I do love the old. Um, Kill Switch Engage music as well. This fire burns. Yeah, yeah. Which was not his music originally. Not what? Not his original no. WWE music. No, no, no. This was his, this was his original WWE music, but yeah. it wasn't originally his. It was, was originally given to somebody else. Oh, was it? This was originally meant to replace um, Burning My Light by... by um, oh, okay. That other mob, yeah. By... No, I was wrong. Oh, mate. I'm not editing this out. I, I was wrong about Rev Theory earlier. Okay. It was Mercy Drive. Was it? Mercy Drive. Yes, I apologise to um, Red Fury, who did um, Voices in My Head. They do listen as well, so... I apologise if anybody was listening to them and were looking for, looking, if were looking for that song, like, well, it's down here, where's this one? Not this one, man. I apologise, okay? You've been looking for the last half hour, you found the wrong song, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, but I've created myself now. And hello to Killswitch Engage, they listen as well, so... Okay, oh, Killswitch Engage, I knew, I knew where, where I was with that. But yeah, for one week, uh, Orton came out to um, Killswitch Engage and uh, the fans were less receptive to it. Are they from Wales, Killswitch Engage? I made that up. I think I made that up. Was that? Killswitch Engage are from Wales, but they're not from Wales. They're from... They're not from Wales. (laughs) They're from Massachusetts. Yeah. I think there's somebody else. Um, Yeah. What do you think of uh, of 2023 CM Punk? How long have we got? Yeah. One word to describe him. Overrated. Okay. Is that one word? It is one word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean... A word, egomaniac. Um, um, like prick, wanker, twat. Yeah, yeah. Um, unbookable. Yeah, it does seem a bit of a mess, doesn't it, really? Um, that's, one to, that's one to you can't unbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've a whole show, basically... Um, booked around or it's you know focused on one guy and his mates that he wants to work with doesn't seem like a long-term sustainable uh deal that's does it? Hey, that's that a contract that tony khan can't pay off unfortunately it does seem a bit that way doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. but we'll see we'll see how it develops um and who are they taking on they're taking on uh elijah, elijah Burke. Matt Stryker and Marcus Corvon, three of the new breed. The fourth member being Marcus Corvon. Why was he not at ringside for this? It was not. It was Extreme Rules. Marcus Corvon was in the match. I'm talking about Kevin Thorne. Oh, Kevin Thorne. He turns up in the uh, yeah the Battle Royal in the match later on, which makes no sense. Yeah, because he was there. Why was he not involved in the uh, yeah? Well, I mean, I liked uh, Elijah Burke. I liked his stuff in TNA as well when he was the Pope. Yeah, that threw me off. Yeah, it seemed odd that again Matt Stryker's wrestling career wasn't wasn't great, was it? Matt Stryker was best known for being a guy who took an angle to the limit a couple of times in the Angle Invitational. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff on ECW as well, and he like in the Matt Stryker's classroom. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm like, oh god. Hello, my students. It is me, Matt Stryker, your teacher. Yeah. That's how his entrance song used to start. Rebel, rebel ring over the top. I'm like, no. A, re- a, a decent commentator, Matt Stryker. 
as being a commentator yourself, you know, you should judge. Would you I, I, I do judge. I judge commentary very, very harshly nowadays, and I feel like I've earned that right. Yeah. Because um, I've my Peter Booker T is that uh, he is a waste of of gas and air. <laughs> yeah. Commentary team. Big Jerry is a perfectly fine play by play guy, but get someone on who doesn't spoil everything. Yeah. Yeah. He just ruins stuff. Um, I've mentioned before about um, um, like when JR came back at um, oh, I think it might have been over, over the limit uh, in 2011, whatever it was, um, after Michael Cole had that match with JR, with um, Jerry Lauder and um, um, what's his name? Shouts out. Um, have you got a bet? I bet JR's got a barbecue sauce on him, and again, as usual. And he completely ruined it with Joe and Joe pulled it out. He, he spoiled it, Booker. What the fuck? Spoiled <laughs> it, for him's sake. It's, it's little things like that. But um, and then a few years later, um, you had um the Ascension um ragging on the NWO and the Road Warriors. Um, JBL got up from the table, walked round, pulled his shirt off to reveal the APA shirt, and out walked Ron Simmons. Big, big pop. A great moment. And uh, Michael Cole says, um, Michael Cole is marking out and saying, like, say it, say it. And um, he said, like, it's Ron Simmons. I'm like, that's <laughs> not what he's asking you to say. It's damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I hate JBL, just in general. Um, yeah, so JBL was fine. And in the ring, fine. Absolutely yeah. fine. As a wrestler. And I'll commentate that I can take him on email as a person, the piece of trash. Um, oh, he's blocked me on Twitter, JBL. Well, you're not losing anything, it's fine. No. Um, but Booker T is terrible. Um, regarding uh, Matt Stryker, he's okay. But I think some sometimes his voice can be a little... He's, a, he's, he's very knowledgeable about what he talks about. Very knowledgeable about what he talks about. And for that, I respect him. But his voice can get a little annoying at times when he when he, when he he goes... Like, like, when Diesel came back, for example, at Rumble in 2011, he's like... It's moments like this because you never know. I'm like, okay, calm down, man. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, he's a better commentator than he is a wrestler. Uh, well, then, yeah. Unfortunately, his career was cut short early from injury. Okay. Well, the unfortunately bit, we might have to... <laughs> we might have to I mean, he went on to do a good no, job as commentator. No one should have their career ended on, not on, not. Own, on their own terms. That's my no. personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. It worked out all right for him. I mean, Corey Graves, you can say what you want about Corey Graves, but mm. a commentator, he, he is dastardly, he is a fantastic heel, but it's a shame his career was cut short earlier by concussions. Yeah, yeah. Who um, knows if he can wrestle again now? Maybe he can. Yeah, he always struck me as like a, like CM Punk from Little. <laughs> but again, didn't get any career on his terms. No, no, he didn't. No, 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 no. At the problem, yeah. But a lot of these guys, like, he probably, it's probably good for him, really, in a way. It, it happened the way it happened because you see some of these guys, like, you, you keep going and eventually it's not going to end particularly well for them. Whereas yeah. he got out at a good time and he's done Blair. well for himself. Blair, Sting come to mind. Jeff Jarrett right now in AEW. You can admit, yeah. but basically, it's the it's the WWE retirement home over in AEW. Is the is either that or it's Kenny Omega, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about this match here, which we completely digressed from, uh, which um, um, CM Punk actually was being courted by the New Breed and the Eaton mm. for months and eventually sided with the New Breed only to betray them and go to work for the Eaton Brutals anyway. 
which is why we're having this match. Hmm. To be fair, once they got once they started going extreme with stuff, it was it was fine. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. To be fair, it, to be fair, it was just it was just it was just the match itself was fine. You know, three out of five, I'd say. Hmm. It, all worked, it all worked well. It all worked quite well for the match. It was just odd they started in normal six man tag position. That is, it was, yeah. that, that was just, but at the same time, we got to see a bit of chain wrestling from Sandman rather than chain smoking from Sandman. <laughs> It is weird seeing him. We we covered um, me and Chris Ballas covered uh, ECW Hardcore Heaven 2000, I think a few weeks ago, yeah. and we managed. I managed to find an original recording on Daily Motion, but all the original audio and songs and stuff on there. Um, and oh, wow. it was yeah, like the atmosphere, like Sandman's entrance was Sandman versus Rhino, and it was like the. Yeah, the, his, his entrance was like sort of four or five minutes with the Enter Sandman being played and the crowd were like going absolutely fucking mental. And it was like, yeah, this is, I can see why he had the following he had and why. And I mean, you know, when it comes to WWE and they've got the ECW, it's going to be a sanitized version that you know that. But it's nice to actually go back and be able to see because I, you know, I, I wasn't watching ECW back in back in the day. So the only time I've seen Sandman wrestle would probably been in in WWE. So, but I should go back and watch. The weird thing is that Sandman could actually wrestle. People, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. People thought he was a glorified Sandman, but he could actually wrestle, wrestle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never <laughs> seen someone like that walk the way he could along on top of a barricade, for example. Mm. I've never seen someone like that be able to deliver a senton bomb like that he could do. Uh, he called it the Rolling Rock. Um, same way, never imagine I would see someone like um kevin owens deliver a swan tom bomb like that yeah and he can i mean like kevin owens he looks like me (laughs) in a way i feel like he is i can live my life through kevin owens yeah yeah um it's funny elijah brick never really i mean he wasn't in wwe that long was he well, he was on SmackDown with Sylvester Turkai before this. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I remember Sylvester Turkai. And he was the manager for him. And he's like, out of Big Bear, California. So Turkai was a specimen. That's his and, real name as well, Elijah Burke. And he, uh, he never got over. No, no. Uh, and Marcus Corvon was, you know, he was a, a big deal in TNA before he Mark moved over. Brown. Yeah. Brown, of course. Yeah. And then he retired this year. Wrestled completely, never wrestled again. So, yeah. But oh, did it, but, but did it on his own terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was odd that he didn't. Um, but yeah, he was he was only in ECW, wasn't he? But you'd have thought like his look and that everything he would have they would have made more of a big deal of him. Um, but yeah, so who wins this match? The uh, the originals win this match, don't they? With nice finish, the the superplex striker threw Elijah Burke on the table, don't they? So that looked quite good. Um, and they give Punk a good, you know, you can tell he's he's the one that the, the three guys, which the commentators are kind of pumping up. And him and Elijah Burke do most of the work, the in-ring stuff. In this yeah, if, if you get this feeling that they were maybe protecting some people here. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. But that's fine, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, the new the, uh, originals win. And uh, yeah, so we're back then with um, Orton and Edge in the dressing room chatting. We're only a few months post uh rated rko so they were uh um but the i think the draft i think was like the night after this or the week yeah. after this so there's orton's mentions to edge that if he gets traded to smackdown he's going to come after him and his title and edge isn't really but well, edge was good at this point wasn't he? he was edge, good edge 
as a heel has always been brilliant. Do you know what? I like Edge the face in his latter part of his career now. I mean, he's earned that right to, to be what he wants to be, to fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Edge as a Edge as a heel in this part of he, with that music um, from yeah. Metalingus. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. He was about to enter into the uh, into the relationship with Vicky. Uh, it was brilliantly done. It mm. was so brilliantly handled. Uh, they also mentioned then that Arvid the Apprentice got a concussion. There's some news from the uh, local medical facility that, uh, that that's been diagnosed. So we'll never see. We'll see. He'll be out for roughly three to four years. <laughs> and then he'll come back. Um, Did he come back and had rivals for world championships? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. The ladder match uh, next for the World Tag Team Champions. Ta- tag Team Championship. Uh, the Hardys, um, who had won the, battle, the belts in a battle rule. Battle Royal. I'm not even drinking tonight. Battle Royal of Raw in April. Um, and are defended against Caden Murdoch at Judgment I Day. I need to correct you here slightly. Okay, come on then. This was the that was the second tag team battle royal of the night because the first one didn't get job done. Oh really? Because the first one, coach booked it to, to, to strip Cena and HBK for tag team championships and they won anyway. Okay. And then he said, well, we'll go another battle royal with all the people from, that, from all three brands to get to try that again, sort of thing. And before it could even start, Shawn Michaels throws Cena over the top rope and eliminates them both. So oh, right. point. And that led to the match it. And we ended but... up with the Hardys. Um, actually, the Hardys started a feud after that with Caden Murdoch. Mm. And then it ended, and then that ended at Judgment Day. And mm. then Hart and Benjamin demanded a tag team title match and were granted this. Hmm. Yeah. Um. They got back together in because in my head this was I I didn't remember them being around at this point. But they got back together at the end of 2006, but never won the titles again after this. Um. But I mean, this is this is really good. This match, isn't it? It's a great match. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's so underrated. You've got. Bear in mind, there's a big botch in the middle of it. Mm. And despite that, Shelton Benjamin makes it work. Yeah. Um, Shelton Benjamin goes for his classic springboard drop kick um, to knock the ladder over. Or springboard onto the ladder, one for two. We never know because no. we botched it. He uh, he um, jumped onto the top rope and then missed, and then jumped too far, missed the rope to jump springboard. And as he was flipping over, kicked his legs out to kick the ladder over. It was fantastic improvisation by a man who is sure to one day be a Hall of Famer. He, you do, I mean, he's a big gap, doesn't he, where he's been... He's won it all, though. He's won it all apart from yeah. World Championship. Yeah. They, they kind of tease, don't they, at times, like, doing stuff with him. And um, even now, like, you, you could you could do something with him. You could be on to, you could be, you know... He's still there in the company. He's yeah. still working. Yeah, it just, yeah, it seems like they never really... For all he's done, it, all, it still feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. You know what? Another thing, Kofi Kingston whole thing came about because of him replacing someone in the Elimination Chamber one year. The mm. Southside League was over like hell at the time. He got injured, had to come out. Kofi went in to take his place. Kofi Winners made became the champion because the fans made it happen. Mm. Magnus Shelton Benjamin entered Money in the Bank this year and won it. Yeah, yeah. That would be a moment. It would, yeah. Yeah. That was um, a moment in his career for sure. But yeah. it may also be too late in his career now. But even if, if he never won the World Championship, think about people in the Hall of Fame who never became World Champion. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, they, 
I, I, we covered the the time period when he got moved to Raw. Twitter. When yeah, when he had the the feud, he was involved with the with it was um evolution evolution yeah, and at that point he looked like he was gonna he he, he was ready to explode. He became IC champion. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know he, he's he's one of oh, but, but it's just like he's a good he's a good guy to have around and it'd be stupid let him go sort of thing. Mm. But they need to. I think if it, I think it's too late now to pull trigger on him. But yeah. But at the same time. I'm thinking like that'd be a nice moment just for one night. Let him be world champion. Let him retire as world champion. Is what I would do. I'd like give him a title match for his last ever ever night and let him be champion. Mm. Why not? What's the harm of that? Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one thing missing from his resume. Yeah, I mean at the moment he's he's lucky to get booked on TV at all, isn't he? Oh, he's on main event all the time. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure how many people watch. Do you watch main event? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You and it's probably people do watch main event then. I'm sorry. Fair, main, <laughs> main event is mainly for the people who are there at shows. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, to be fair, it's a payday for a minute. So. Oh, of course. And, yeah. and he's always and you he, and he need a road crew for live events nowadays. So maybe that layoff is coming isn't going to be quite as big as one says it's going to be. Mm. But these but these guys were were great. Um, Benjamin and Haas. Um and two Hardys. I mean, you can say we want about their difficulties outside the ring, but inside those ropes, when they're sober, those Hardy brothers are phenomenal, particularly of ladders. Yeah, and you think this is 16 years ago? Yeah, and they're still they're still active. You know, it's quite an achievement. Uh, I believe Charlie Haas is the only one who's retired. Mm. And yeah. let's not forget, of course, that Charlie Haas. Was part of a tag team beforehand, and then his with his twin brother Russ. Yeah, yeah. Everyone forgets about Russ. Never, never, never forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, harder to win. And yeah, just go in, go and check this match out because there's too many spots to to go through. It was... it, this, if you if you only watch one match today, make it this one because it's it's just beautiful. It is. Um, just for context, in case you how, how how long is it? Just over 17 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It is the longest match on the card. Yeah, and the best by distance. So, by, by it is what it is what they would call the sleeper match. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even aware this match existed to be honest. So, yeah, that was. Well, there uh, you go. They are, they are one for Andy that he that he will go back and would go back and watch. Definitely, yeah, yeah. The next match, not so much. <laughs> Next match, not so much. Um, For a big man match, it actually wasn't bad. Oh, mate. Well, hang on, hang on. So they, uh, um, obviously, the hardest lost the belts the night after this to uh, Caden Murdoch. On Raw. Yeah, because they were, they were obviously due a rematch, but um, they actually yeah. had, that, they had that friendly rivalry going on at the time. Um, this is the next match. Well, we get we get a great Kali promo backstage. First. Well, if you can speak Punjabi. Yeah, yeah. I've been to India, but I didn't pick up much of the language when I was over there. Um, but they mentioned that Saturday night's main event, which I suppose we need to talk about because it was the night before this, which seems a bit odd. It, it was, it was, and it was, it was, it was on NBC before hmm. it was the Peacock, obviously. Yeah, uh, and Cully beat Cena on that easily, easily. Which I know that they're the, the Saturday night main events are normally filmed, aren't they? A few, a few weeks previous. This was live. It was live, was it? Yep. Jesus. So what? What is the? 
I'm not sure what the thinking is about having the same match. Oh, it's just different, different, different steps. Different stipulation, but I mean, I suppose it means if, if Cena made Cali tap at Judgment Day, you need to you need to show that Cali can beat Cena. So have him squash him in like six minutes. Absolutely. It's a yeah. Oh yes. I suppose. Um, but yeah, they they talk about that and they uh, yeah, it's a it's a great Cali promo. So say no more. Um, to be fair, every- to be fair, the foreign the, the foreign heel talking in the foreign language is always going to get that reaction. It was yeah. well done. I got Ranjin, Ranjin saying with him as well, hasn't he? So, um, everybody loves Lumberjack matches, don't they? Well, let's, uh, let's go through the Lumberjacks. So. Bald Mahoney. I, I got them in order, so hang on. So we've got the, uh, the Canadian wrestler, which we, we don't talk about. Um, Bold Val Venus. <clears throat> yes. I'm not sure what he was doing at this point, not much. Um, Intercontinental Champion, inexplicably at this point, Santino Morella. <coughs> George Mahoney. Well, I, I just forgot that he was. Can he was still vaguely serious. This, this was this was the uh, moment when he was not long after the Milan miracle. This was yeah. because uh, Vince had the hat on in Milan, obviously, and the whole planted fan thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to digress at a point to talk about CXW, which happened two nights ago as a recording. Okay. Uh, there's a clip of this up on the YouTube already. Um, there is a great wrestler in the deathmatch scene called Big F and Joe. Mm-hmm. Someone came to the event dressed as Big F and Joe. Right. He's about seven. Yeah. Big F and Joe picked him up out of the crowd, used him as a weapon, like, like, like feet up, bang, into each, into each of the opponent's faces. Yeah. Then body slammed them both, and then body slammed the little guy on top. And... Uh, the uh, yeah, and then let him go back to his seat, sort of thing. I'm like, you don't get that sort of thing at WWE shows. <laughs> no, 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 not anymore. No, no. no. But I'm, but that sort of thing is a lot of fan interaction at, at um, CXW. Amount of people who I saw putting four Nelsons and let and let the fans come and chop them. Yeah. And oh, it was brilliant. There was Leonardo Darwin. Do you know of him from Rise? I Matt, I there was a um. A, a Twitter post today about, um, you know, name the friendliest pro wrestler you've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I, I put Dave Mercy because I don't, I've never met any other pro wrestlers ever. I don't know any independent wrestlers ready for that. You have to remember. No, no, no that's fine. No, fine. But well, you know, Darwin is a deathmatch wrestler guy, from, mainly from the Rise part of the UK. Yeah. Well, he was down part of the event last time in March and he got in the face of this kid with Down syndrome. Okay. Um, and this time round, um, he was wrestling against um the fearless flatliner, um, who very much looked like um Billy Graham. Okay. Um, he uh, well, he was held in a um Fall Nelson, was took over to where the same guy, the same kid with Down syndrome was, and he held him there and let him slap him in the face. Yeah. The, the kids like the face and I was like, like that's per- he but that fan's been waiting four months for that yeah 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 yeah. It's, it's things like that which means so much to the fan that you can't do at some other events but you, no. the, the, you can do that you can have that interaction so you support your local indie guys for sure yeah um, you were saying about you. so we mentioned Santina Morella yeah Paul Mahoney yeah uh, Stevie Richards yeah The Miz yeah, former world champion, uh, future world champion, uh, Kevin Thorne, the uh, the vampire man. 
And I point out the Miz is a two-time Grand Slam champ. Of course, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't at this point. He didn't. He didn't give the air of a two-time future two-time Grand Slam champion, did he? He only wanted. He only wanted a tag team champion. No, no. Uh, yeah, Kevin Four and then yeah. Uh, speaking of Four Nelsons, Chris Masters, um, Johnny Nitro. In his last pay-per-view appear, in his penultimate um, appearance as Johnny Johnny Nitro on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Chavo, Kenny Dykstra, who's appeared on Raw or SmackDown every week, and he on the backstage thing, and yeah. Carlito. So an eclectic yeah. bunch. But I think there were people because at this point ECW and SmackDown were taped on the same night. They were just kind of lumped in together. They're just ECW SmackDown people. Just uh, they, 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 over the next couple of years, they developed the, t- the talent exchange between SmackDown and ECW because they're on the same night. And it made sense for that side of things if something happened. But then they started doing a Raw ECW one as well. So ECW mm. guys could appear on Raw and Raw guys could appear on ECW and Smack- and vice versa sort of thing. So I was like, what's the point of the Brian extension? Yeah. At that point. This is um so I mean the, the gimmick is I suppose that all the lumberjacks are scared of the two guys in the match of so Mark oh, well, Henry I... and Kane. Yeah, um, but we're not quite. It's still a few more years till Mark Henry becomes properly good. Mark Henry, isn't it? Where so he came back and he he, he, well, he cost the Undertaker the, the title after he returned um, earlier on a few months prior to this, and then was feuding with Kane afterwards. Um, but I mean, if you're a fan of bear hugs. This is your this is your match, isn't it? Uh, I hug bears sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was this was. I mean, I felt like I was in the bear hug watching this. Match, <laughs> to be honest, cause... it it was it was certainly an, an interesting scenario. Um, let's not forget, of course, that Kane did choke some him. Yeah, yeah. He was Kane so had him beat until Chavo Guerrero and Kenny Dykstra got involved. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, I'm glad he didn't get involved because that, that hastened the ending of the match because, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't great, was it, really? I've, I've seen worse big man matches. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. At least At it wasn't too long. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Kane and Carly come to mind. Well, that was that. Was that uh, this WrestleMania? Yeah. It was, wasn't it? The WrestleMania before this, yeah. God. WrestleMania 23. <sighs> um... Yeah, quite boring. Uh, Kane does... He, he flies outside a few times, takes some people out and... But yeah, he hits that choke slam, but he's selling the injury. Kane match. Kane yeah. the match. Well, when, when was, like... It was it 2011, 12, when Henry started doing the, the Hall of uh, Pain stuff? 20, in. 2010, 2011, because he got injured in the end of 2011, which is when Daniel Bryan cashed on Big Show, having just beaten Mark Henry for the World Heavyweight Championship in, the, in that chairs match. Yeah, chairs match. To be fair, the gimmick's fine. The gimmick match is fine. Yeah, he's um yeah, but he got there in the end, didn't he? After he you know, fifteen years. Um, yeah, so it, it's not a great match. When Kane basically passes out from the bear hug, and the ref stops it to all but of it, our benefits. It's designed to it's designed to get the bear hug over the devastating maneuver. And to be fair, if it's done right, I mean, JBL was saying you like it was the most devastating move in pro wrestling. And to be fair, Bruno San Martino made it a bit a devastating move. Yeah, and yeah, JBL kept mentioning Bruno San Martino. Um, but yeah, luckily he didn't go on and make that one of his uh, one of his devastating finishing moves. Right, we're on to um, well, you see the Hardys and the world's greatest tag team backstage comparing their wounds, and that ends up in a in a scrap. Yeah. Um, and then we're on to Vince versus Lashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, the story behind this goes back to WrestleMania, doesn't it? So, it does. It does. Where Vince gets his head shaved bald and Lashley beat Umaga. And then Vince decides he's going to make And Lashley's. then Lashley cost Umaga well, the Intercontinental Championship. It yeah, in Milan. Right. Yeah. But then, yeah, Vince is going to make Lashley his life a living hell uh, by winning the ECW Championship from him. Um, and then did. this feud goes on, doesn't it? So they had, they had the match at Backlash where Vince, they, where Vince won. And then the match at Judgment, they were Lashley... Pin Shane, yeah, but not Vince, so he no. didn't win the title. No, no. which is fair. Though. That is usually how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's still a bit, uh, isn't it? yeah. Um, which leads to this leads to this third match, which I think the I think Shane makes the makes the decision to accept the street fight, doesn't he? So and Vince is like, oh, and Shane's like, no, 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 you can do it, you can do it, it'd be fine, you'll always well, he, win. Well, that was also, and he does set up a, a gauntlet match, which they thought he, would get, he wouldn't get through, mm. which I believe, if my memory served me correctly, um, he had to get through, um, oh, who did he had to get through? Uh, Chris Masters, Viscera, Umaga, and Shane McMahon. Okay. Wow. In fairness, three of those would be a, would be a hard fight for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, similar to Mark Henry, Lashley, it took a long time to kind of reach his full form, didn't he? Yeah. It, uh, took him until well, it took him until 2021. <laughs> yeah, only 14 years. Yeah. I mean, he was. I mean, people think oh, he was never a world champion. He was a two-time ECW champion, and he won the championship in Impact. So you know he, he, was, a, he was a very valid world champion. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and it's it's when you when you go back and watch Umaga, he kind of he he kind of gets. Always Regal called him Umanga. Umanga, yeah. He, I mean, these days he's a bit more remembered, I suppose, isn't he? Because of the whole bloodline thing with Solo Sokoa, but he kind. Sokoa reminds Umaga of more agile and. Umaga yeah. pretty fucking agile. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it does make me think, it's a shame that I can remember Vince doing a, a promo like back in the days when Reigns was a face. Yeah. And saying to Reigns, oh, I'm going to do what I did with the rest of your family and use them up and burn them out and yeah. make money out of them and then toss them to the side. And you think, well, that's probably not too far away from some of these guys, isn't it? You know, you think back to a lot of them that are, that are died quite early through I'm not saying that's related to, to I'm saying you want to consult a lawyer at this point or you're right well, <laughs> I'm not saying Vince killed them but the, the the life probably contributed to their early past and didn't it the game it didn't help no no uh, you've got no. Rosie and Jamal who are both passed on unfortunately now yeah Yokozuna Yokozuna long before his time yeah yeah and it is yeah it's when you go back and you watch him, I mean, how old was Amago when he passed? He was only in his thirties, wasn't he? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's um. I mean, the Kiji's still going somehow. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what his secret is. He was told to lose weight or be released, and he refused to lose weight, so they released him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but watching him in this match, you remember how great he was, Amago. Oh, absolutely amazing, yeah. Yeah, and Shane's got his custom. He used to have like custom shirts on, didn't he, for pay per views? Of course he did. That's what he. Did. <laughs> yeah. You could never buy them, though. No, could you not? No. No. No, custom made. That was it. Just the one. Um, but Lashley, speaking of you know premature passings, Lashley almost dies in the first ten seconds of this match, didn't he? It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good suicide dive. No. 
No, it was almost, uh, yeah. He um, got his link up in the rope and... Reminds me of WrestleMania weekend when I was there. Yeah. I, we, were, we were watching Black Table Pro. Uh, we were sat behind Jordan Grace. You know okay. Jordan Grace, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, we were sat behind her on the stage watching Jonathan Gresham having a great match in the ring. Uh, Gresham, one of the best pure athletes I've ever seen in person wrestling yeah. ever. Uh, dives out of the ring for a suicide dive, catches his foot on the on the middle rope and spikes head first, head first on the ground. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen someone jump up so fast to Jordan Grace. Mm, I bet. They're married, yeah. of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Lashley lands on his head. Well, he manages to to you know save it eventually, but it looked pretty ugly for a, for a start. And he it, was still. It, it, looked, it looked like you were going to be. It was a little kind of like put look on like like yeah. Yeah, it was green. He's, he was green at this point still, wasn't he? Well, you say he was green. He, he wrestled in the army sort of thing, and he'd been a, he's a multiple-time national champion. Um, yeah. He'd been in WWE at this point for four years. Okay. I'm trying to make excuses for him. No. Accidents happen, dude. Yeah, yeah. This ain't ballet. No, you're right. You're right. And he obviously had a lot of faith in him because of putting him with Vince in big events. Bobby Lashley... Know? Is one of my favourite pairs of hands in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no one I would trust more than Bobby in a match ever. He's a yeah. safe pair of hands for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is a standard kind of Vince street fight, isn't it? I mean, it looks like he blows his arm out after, after that clothesline early on in the match. He's like shaking his arm after. He's like, that's his bicep. Bob. Yeah. And he was wrestling in a t-shirt as well, or like a like a sweatshirt, wasn't he? For some reason. Well, Vince. Yeah. Vince always wore that um, over the top. I'm um, not quite sure why, because he had muscles better than some of the wrestlers sometimes. Yeah. Uh, which was, which was to, a, to his credit, he's, he's kept up over the years. Mm. Uh, so there were a lot of people suggesting that maybe, a lot of people suggesting that when he had the, um, uh, when he had the hair versus hair match at Mania, it was so they could disguise the fact that he was having cancer treatment. Oh, really? Some people were suggesting he may have had cancer, which is why he was... Ha- I mean, I would say he clearly hasn't had cancer, because in yeah. you know, 20 years, his hair's grown back and everything like that, quite quickly, yeah. sort of thing, and he's still in phenomenal shape. Um, but there were a lot of rumours for a while going around out the reason why they put it in, why they put that stip in. Okay. I mean, it would have been it's fine if that had been the case. Yeah. But Vince doesn't like any weakness, does he? No, no. I was surprised when he grew that moustache because I thought that was a big thing of his was facial hair was like a sign of weakness. He, he, he grew with the facial hair. I think mainly to people in the public, but I found the people are more in public now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't look more 1980 to be tried. It's like he's trying to get into the Blue Oyster Bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. cue that, and cue that music. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, I mean, it's three on one, basically, this match, isn't it? And it's... It was always going to be. It was Team McMahon, as it was yeah. called at the time. Entertaining match, if, if nothing else. Well, it was only entertaining because we all wanted to see Vince get his head caved in. Yeah, and eventually when it happens, he gets a bit of reaction from the crowd. Uh, Lashley was over. Yeah. It was over at the time. He was fine. Lashley was over. Lashley could, Lashley could, could, get, a, could get a good match out of anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, Shane, spot monkey that he is. Uh, was, could have good matches with people. We've seen him have great matches with AJ Styles over the years and recent years and sort of thing. The fact of matter as well, sometimes you have too much, too much of something sometimes, and you're thinking like, "Fuck off." Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. He goes through the table, doesn't he? 
Thank God. And he tries to do the coast to coast, but ends up the maggot ends up taking the brunt of that. Yeah. Which kind of leads to the finish. Uh, and we get a spear to Shane, spear to Vince, and and the maggot retains, uh, regains the title. Uh, no, what the hell am I talking about? year regains the title, um, and then nails Vince a couple of times afterwards for for good luck. And kills Vince off. Well, not really kills Vince off because he does you know, it himself like, for a couple of weeks. You know, the ironic thing is, is that this storyline isn't over still at this point. It's not that's more reserved after this. The night of the draft, two weeks later. Oh, yeah. Lashley gets drafted to Raw and Coachman orders him to relinquish the ECW World Championship. Mm. Ironically, a year later, when Kane is drafted to Raw as ECW champion, he isn't forced to drop it. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. So who, who, does that, they, have, they have a tournament and they have to decide the next ECW champion and it ends up yeah. being... Punk versus the Canadian wrestler who does not show up mm. um, and is replaced by Johnny Nitro who wins yeah. the championship um, and then becomes John Morrison who we all know and love. Yeah, I love John Morrison, he's great. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, or Johnny Drip Drip as he was known for a while. Uh, Johnny Impact's Johnny Mundo, Johnny, what was he? Was it what was he in AEW? Was he? Uh, he was only in AEW for like one match, wasn't he? But Johnny Elite, was he? I think he was called Johnny Elite. I think so, yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, he gets drafted to Raw and then yeah, stripped of the title. So thanks, Bobby. Um, Santino and Maria then backstage. Yes, Santino. This was before Santino Maria and Maria became a couple properly. Uh, this is ahead of Santino's heel turn at the start of 2008 yeah um when he comes out and to um the ring at royal rumble and asks um with ashley um having talked to um hugh hefner rest in peace um about getting maria on the cover of playboy and santina comes out in full heel mode saying no 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 this is not going to happen again then managing to wear god and booze him at the ring so uh, Maria loves pudding. What is what is pudding? Pudding is an American delicacy. Okay. It looks like chocolate. Uh, it, um, it is um, a... Well, it depends on the American pronunciation or the um, British one, I guess. Um, I, technically speaking, um, it's a... I mean, chocolate pudding, uh, if you're making it, um, it's... The chicken recipe here quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um... It's chocolate mousse. Pen and paper, everybody. It's chocolate mousse. Okay, chocolate mousse. Right, okay. It's chocolate mousse. But she gives her uh, expert opinion on the upcoming match. Uh, Gives us a detailed analysis. It does. It does. does, Bear in mind, she was portrayed as a massive bimbo. Mm. But Maria really wasn't stupid. No, no. Um, Candice turns up then and asks for a good luck kiss. And Maria obliges with a kiss. I think a lot of people would not quite happy about it, to be fair. I mean, Santino, it, was lost, it was lost on me, but... Santino, yeah, Santino's very impressed. And then Ron Simmons walks in with an erection <laughs> and says... Uh, Damn. Um, eventually. But he looks so old. That's <laughs> when he comes in. In 2007, he looks about 70 then. Bearing in mind, um, in 2007, that was only three years after he had retired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... A Divas Pudding match, then, is the next match, which, Steve, I wanted to know your uh, your opinion on this. Um, well, it wasn't a catch, the catch-can classic. No. You don't really want JR and Lawler on commentary for this, do you? No, but this match wouldn't happen nowadays. No, 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 no. 
So, Candice, and, and Molina, who's the champ at this point? I'd like to point out, though, this is a non-title contest. Yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that. Um, By the fact, it's the third time Candice has now beaten her. Yeah, it doesn't it's, really make I mean, sense. After one time, you should get a title shot. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, she does then beat her at Night of Champions to win the championship. Okay, in a, in a normal match or in a... Normal rules match, yeah. Okay. I'd like to point out, at Vengeance Night of Champions, only two titles changed hands. So that was the Women's Championship and the um, the aforementioned ECW Championship because they had no holder. Yeah. Why um, no titles changed hands? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this I've is... Got, I've got it on DVD somewhere. Okay. This is of its time. It's not really of its time. It's 2007. This wasn't... Was this... This must be one of the last times they did something as... It was not. ...cheap as this. It was not. They had the match when Vicky Guerrero left as well. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Um, when was Santina in the battle? <laughs> that was, in, that the was hog, in the hog pen match. Yeah, yeah. So the limit in 2009 yeah yeah okay so we've we still got a few more years of this of this bollocks unfortunately come. so thank god we don't have any more no 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 we now, um, see, we, we now see women wrestle yeah yeah um Candice wins and then Maria comes out for I'm an interview drown her. yeah yeah well she taps out on the pudding because she's got her head underwater uh, underwater under pudding under pudding yeah, putting her and basically not letting up so she can't breathe. So you had to tap out. So I guess yeah. the tap out win. I suppose, yeah, she was drowning in pudding. Um and it turns into a bit of a carry on film then. So Maria comes out and she gets ends up in the pudding and then the ref ends up in the pudding. And then Benny Hill comes out and he gets in the pudding. And it is a very it is very um carry on film sort of thing. But at the same time, I'm fine with that. It was it, it was good clean fun, I guess, but um, it didn't take. It was. It was only two or three minutes when it, it was. Started. It was two minutes fifty five seconds. It was. Yeah. It was short. It was relatively painless. Hmm. Um, and some people who like that sort of thing got their rocks off and it out. Yeah, and two minutes fifty seconds is probably enough for people to get their rocks off if they like that sort of thing. So and we'll move on. And we'll move on. Um. Uh, so then, uh, why at the end of this, you're getting all the the people in pudding, and then it switches to the steel cage coming down with the steel cage music. It's like change of tone to uh, two people. And that around. music was very on for a time. Dun, they used it for dun, a change of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Um, always happens like that steel cage. Um, Pinfall submission or escape in the cage. Um, Edge Batista, they had many battles over the years. Yeah. All of this year. It was it was a really good back and forth all year long. Uh, this was the first real real solid meeting between my pay per view. Um, this was a good rivalry. I liked it. Well, they show a bit about because Edge obviously won Money in the Bank the year before, and then he nicked it this year off. Of... No, no, no. He won Money in the Bank in 2005. Okay. And he and stole then, it off Kennedy. Yeah. And then one off Kennedy, who was legitimately injured, so they had to get it off of him. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. and then he cashed in the following SmackDown on the Undertaker, who Henry took out earlier, as you were mentioning. There we go. It all makes sense. T- to me, Batista, he seemed to get quite dull quite quickly on SmackDown. <laughs> Not sure. After the the initial the is is that once you steam on a through everybody, who are you got to fight? Yeah, yeah. I mean the the run after he turned face and he beat Triple H at WrestleMania, he did, didn't he? Twenty one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great, didn't he? Then I think he seemed to be on SmackDown. Like when my he went, he went to SmackDown until uh, 2008 when he was mm. drafted to Raw. 
Yeah. My in my head, I think of SmackDown this era, I think of Batista, Undertaker, JBL obviously packed it in by this point. Ray. Uh, yeah, just about Ray Mysterio, Eddie before he passed away, rest his soul. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that the kind of luster, excitement had probably gone off. I mean, I still love his music. But the, the excitement had probably gone off Batista a bit at this point. It was, starting to, it was starting to fold for a little bit. That's where, this is where Edge being on SmackDown really helped bring him back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, two good, two good theme songs, two good entrance music, or two good entrances in general um, for these guys. Yeah, uh, doing I Walk Alone and mm. of the Metalingus. Yeah, yeah, they'll all be added to the bang round. It's not already on the bang round playlist. So I'll stick them on after this week. Were um, you in Cardiff by the way last year? I was, yeah, yeah. Were you actually in the arena for it? Yeah, yeah. I was sat next to UTC Rob. I think. <laughs> so, what, was, what was it like? hearing Edge's song being sung by that many people. Oh, it was, it was amazing because I didn't... Let's not forget that this was 2022. Yeah. And that song debuted in WWE in 2004. Mm. 2005 sort of time. 2005, yeah. So that song had been used by Edge for 17 years, 18 years, something like that, and it was still... and. They haven't been back to the UK for an event like that in a long yeah. time. And Edge came out and he, he was like, what the hell was going on? He just he sat and drank it in. It was weird. It kind of just crept up on you when he came out. Because I think he got, did he get introduced before Ray? After Ray. After Ray, was it? Okay. Um, but yeah, the noise was incredible. And then you kind of thought like, well, actually this, I mean, I'd imagine everybody there never thought they'd get the chance to see him live again after he retired. No. Um. And yeah, the whole entrance was yeah. It, it, to, to be fair, that whole day was was amazing, to be honest. But that was one yeah. of the moments which you kind of thought, wow, it's kind of got you a bit emotional because it's like, oh, this guy, we never thought we'd ever see him wrestle again. Um, and even just the prospect of going to a big stadium show in this country was, you know, was not really on the agenda for years. It was like, wow, yeah, this is a this is a proper moment. So an interview made it happen. I was quite drunk as well at that point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember watching it live because BT Sport showed it live, completely yeah. live. Yeah. Which is ironic because BT Sport, um, in a few weeks' time, becomes TNT Sports. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Discovery, the uh, one about Discovery, had bought BT Sport in the UK. Yeah. BT Sport in the UK carried WWE TV. Mm, yeah. Be interesting, isn't it? TNT in the UK carried WWE. Yeah. TNT in America carries AEW. Yeah. There's a combo of interest here. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it works out. Uh, because AEW is carried by ITV at very, very unsociable times. Yeah, just <laughs> the about. is broadcast multiple times a day over here. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be interesting how this works out. Yeah, you wouldn't really know that AEW was on. IT- I mean, I don't watch ITV anyway, generally, because... Mine that gets more gets more views. I mean, quite rightly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they showed Minder on the big screen at Wembley, <laughs> that would sell out in minutes. Do you know, do you know what? Sure, you know half you hope they do it, uh, to do it just for the fans who are there. Just like, like and do. next on ITV4, Minder. <laughs> instead, of, instead of having the pre-show to show Minder on the big screen. Do you know what? That'd be brilliant. Be brilliant. And Sean of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this yeah. is a bit of a plodder, this match. It's, it's, I mean, it's a bit of a plodder. Yeah. But it's a cage match. Obviously, you can't go straight forward for it all the time, sort of thing. 
Edge tried a few times to escape quite quickly. Um, did gain the advantage until he lost it again. Um, tried to spear and pin him, but couldn't get the job done. Edge did counter the Batista bomb, though, quite. Yeah. Quickly. Tried to climb up onto the barrier when he's up there, yeah. And um, the classic, um, one get, one drops down before one can get out the door. Yeah. It's um, usually it's the uh, the face that does that. Yeah. Wins. So nicely they spun the dynamic on that. Yeah, yeah. And Batista's quite frustrated afterwards, isn't it? When does he turn... He doesn't turn heel for a while yet, does he? He turns... Um, when he beats up Ray. He turns in 2008. Okay, so it's not too far 2008, off. 2008, 2009, sort of. I think it's okay. 2008, mm. uh, because it's uh, after he's come back from injury, with after Randy Orton, mm. go to SmackDown for some competition, um, partners with Ray in a tag match, and then they have a disagreement, that's being polite, um, about Ray costing the uh, the, ta- the world championship in a match, and then he uh, that's when he goes postal and uh, stays heel permanently. Yeah, well, on that um on the show last week, uh, mm. Payback 2014, that was his last match for a while. Yeah, he left the, on the Raw afterwards, when he, but he was in uh, Blue Tista mode. Uh, that night yeah it's amazing the fans are so creative and he's he's one of those guys i mean if you think back to watching this at this point you can never dream that you'd have the career that he's had now could you because he was how he's getting on a bit as well he He was in his 30s mid 30s when he when he got big in wwe yeah i mean he's he's sure to go in the hall of fame at some point for sure because he's won it all yeah, they keep trying to induct him, don't they? But I don't think he keeps saying they, no. They, went, they tried to induct him uh, yeah. before the pandemic, and then they chose not to. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to see him wrestle again, do we? Well, I saw his last match. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't good. No, no. He fell over a few times. He fell over He fell over in the room. Not a good sign. It wasn't It wasn't a good match. Him and Triple H's last... Both of them had the last match that night. yeah. Wow, um, that, that, let's hope that's both their last matches. I saw we we we, we the man pull a nose ring out. Mm, that was yeah. mm, that was interesting. <laughs> it was this match we watched here though was better than that one, so that's good. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, to run to the main event in brackets. Um, yes, yeah, Asina versus Kali. So we spoke about Kali a few times on this show, but he, he, I mean, what a year he had. He was so over in India. He was so popular in India, and that was the that was the idea behind putting the world championship on him when Edge got injured the year before, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was this year, wasn't it? I think that was not long uh, after this. That, yes, I think it was. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Because he debuted the year, but he debuted in '06. Uh, I've got this written down, Matt. Ah, <laughs> Carly. Yes, no, he did absolutely. But he, Carly, was part of the draft that went to SmackDown. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, yes. but they um, so like his debut feud was with the Undertaker, which is yeah. pretty big, isn't it? Um, and he got drafted to ECW at the end of 2006, and then went to Raw, and then he had that match with Kane at WrestleMania, Oof. which you were lucky enough to to witness, and then he went after Cena, so become no more contender, but then had that match at Judgment Day where he tapped out with his foot under the ropes. Which, uh, to be fair, 
was we've replaced was set fine for keeping it going sort of thing he tapped out but it should never have counted sort of thing yeah if he did it and he said he did it because he knew his foot was under the ropes so but then if his foot was under the ropes and the ref should have i'd like to point out, like yeah. out the same thing happened at 2001 at, yeah that's um unforgiven when kern angle got that famous tap out on stone cold yeah and uh, often had his foot had his hand under the bottom rope and that should have counted as mm. a should have counted as a uh, release to hold. Referee didn't call it. Yeah. Um. So I'm saying it happened. It's happened before, and it's been used in storylines afterwards because all the things. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is to be fair. When you get these guys come in like you did, so you feud with the Undertaker, lost the Undertaker, then goes to Raw, feuds with Cena, and you think, well, because that is the issue sometimes when you bring these big guys in, put them in a main event feud straight away, then generally they lose that and then what do you do then afterwards because they've already fought like a big boss and they've lost that so it's like well where do you go you automatically have to go downwards don't you after that so they managed to keep tally fresh ish by having a different brand to, to go to so he didn't spend too long on smackdown moved to ecw for like a couple of weeks and then was on raw and it was built up again as a big threat to cena on raw and then like you said a few a few weeks after this he'd end up as, as world champion on smackdown so yeah the world it, champion was class as being cursed at that point yeah the one who won it got injured yeah um part of me wondered that's why i put on carly <laughs> to get rid of him but the, the amount of time he was there yeah, what he's a hall of famer now let's not forget did he is he in the hall he's, of fame? He's, he's in the hall of fame okay i mean to be fair, world champion he, to be fair, he's also, he has done a hell of a lot for in India. He's done a hell of a lot for them over there. He's done a lot. He's done a lot for them in terms of not just for WWE, but also in terms of the Indian people. He's raised a lot of money for unprivileged kids. He, he deserves he deserves the Hall of Fame for some stuff out of the ring. Out of the ring yeah. stuff he's done, he's absolutely amazing. In yeah. the ring, I could have moved faster than him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing I say, he he took some, you know, he took some moves, and he could take a move. Yeah. Um. Apart from that, <laughs> there's not really much you could say about his about his wrestling ability. But but he, but Cena went the bat from here. Cena really made him shine. Yeah, yeah. It was, seen it. It, it was Carly's best match he ever he had in the company at any point. Yeah. Because Cena could Cena can make someone look like magic. That's the thing which gets forgotten a bit with Cena because he cares about the business. Yeah. For all that time, I think we were probably in the super Cena time, we time frame in that at this area. point. Yeah. But again, he would make, I mean, he was the first guy to beat Umaga, but he still made Umaga look great. The issue being that obviously he beat Umaga. So, but in beating him, he gave him a lot. And same with Kali, he gave Kali a lot. Um, it, everyone he gave a lot to. Uh, let's not forget that Cena won the championship at WrestleMania 21. He didn't um, lose it until Edge cashed in Money Bank in 2006, um, some nine months later. Um, he won it back um, at the Royal Rumble a few weeks later. Lost it to Edge, lost it to RVD at One Night Stand. But then he won it back at um, the TLC match at Unforgiven. He then held it until he was injured. Over mm. a year he held that championship. That TLC match, Unforgiven's good. I covered that with somebody last year, that whole pay per view. Oh, it's good. 
Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. That crowd was so volatile. Yeah, it was in Canada. What is it about crowds that aren't in the USA Mm. that are so good? Yeah, yeah. The Saudi Arabian crowd. We can give we can give the Saudi Arabians a lot of flack, and rightly so. But fact matter is, compared to where they started when we when we when we first started going there for shows, and we are now, there has been a lot of progress made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there more to be done? Loads. Of course, loads. But is the progress being made? Yes. Um, has sport forced it? Yes, because it's forced the spotlight on them. It's forced them to change things. Things mm. are progressing. If sports are making things, people stand up and take notice of these things and it's forcing the change to happen. Yeah. Sport can be the catalyst for change. I mean, I'm still not massively thrilled about it, don't get me wrong. No, no. But in fact, mate, I'm much happier right now, particularly since the show is getting booked better now. Well, it makes a difference because you normally skip those shows because nothing happened. And now you can't miss them. Especially after, no. what, happened, after what happened with um, with Goldberg and Wyatt uh, just before <laughs> WrestleMania 36. No one had no one had Wyatt go, losing that match. And then rumbling started happening. I remember this happening uh, because I was doing a Matt Attack prediction show at the time still. And I wasn't going to do one because I thought, this is Saturday, I'm not going to do it. Then the rumblings happened and our good friend Conrad Newton um i i got in touch with him i was like come come through to me for this one we're gonna we're gonna talk about it because we're we, we gonna talk about the show we're not gonna make a prediction we're just gonna talk yeah that's where talk at the table came from right okay we came but that whole, that whole idea about getting arrested and just talking about it yeah fell without of that and that took us through the pandemic era um which was amazing yeah uh but saturday was shows in general, were not great, not only because they wanted people who were dead appearing on some of the shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ambitious booking, really, isn't it? Ambitious booking is one thing for sure, but now we couldn't even have women appearing at the shows. We couldn't have women in the audience. Now we had three women's matches at the last show. Yeah, yeah. Progress. Yeah. But Syrians appearing at shows now. Progress. Yeah, yeah. Big progress is being made. More to happen, of course, but progress. Mm-hmm. Um, Osina wins. He that's does. A, an impressive, with, impressive with, spot. With, with the FU that called back then. Yeah. Um, off of a crane. Mm. He does land on one of those big black mattress things. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can't see it properly. It's all hidden by the camera angles and things. And you when see it go for the cover, you can't see it's a mattress thing properly. So yeah. well done for camera work here for yeah. one Kevin done. And again, Cali could take moves. You know, some of these big guys, you think they can't, they're never going to take people's finishers, but he he, he took finishers. <laughs> trying, to, trying to think of more positive things to say about it. But the thing is, is that indirectly, this match and this whole rivalry of Cena set him up for being a legitimate World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. In theory. And it didn't really work, unfortunately, because the people he was paired with on SmackDown didn't really work for him, unfortunately. Who did he? I think he beat Batiste, didn't he? Uh, <coughs> his run. I'm trying to think of his other people he beat. Uh, Batista. That was it. Yeah. Batista, and then he faced Batista Mysterio at Unforgiven in a in a threat match, and Batista spine busted Carly and pinned him. Yeah. And then went into the uh, into the Punjabi prison at No Mercy. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The prison match was we've had three of them. Um, it's Carly's match. He'd been in one of them. He'd been in one. <laughs> yeah. 
They changed the first one to being Taker versus Big Show on the night because they didn't trust Carly to do it. Second one was, oh dear. And the third one was Carly returning to help Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, that was a classic, wasn't it? Graham was there. Was he? <laughs> Graham was there for it. That's... Wow. That was, um, that was not what they said about the match, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So this is the point where we go for the uh, the Meltzer ratings for the evening, and we'll see if Matt and Dave Meltzer are, uh, are of a similar mindset. Let's not forget that just two days ago, I ex- I explained, because Meltzer seemed to have a big a bit of a beef with um, UTT Robert at the moment. <laughs> he did, yeah. That's the latest feud. I would, like to, I would like to point out that we are good cop, bad cop. Um, um, say, fuck Meltzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's the biggest waste of blood and organs. Why do you listen to him for? He's got his he's got his head so far up Tony Khan's crack. He's smoking the crack. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not promoting Dave Meltzer, but I like to but see what the he has given a rating here. If, he you, has given a ratings, so we'll see what uh, what ratings you would give then these matches, and okay. we'll compare it to what Dave Meltzer gave it. Okay. okay. So start off with, well, actually it was a dark match, but that didn't get a rating because it was a dark match. But that was Santino versus Chris Masters. You know what? It was probably an okay match. Yeah, Santino won. So uh, so RVD and Randy Orton then? Um, I would have given that three and a half out of five. So two and three quarters, what they gave it. Okay. Uh, the uh, tables match, six man? Uh, three and a half. No, three, 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 three out of five. Okay, all right. It would be quite generous. <laughs> two stars I got, so... The, uh, He's my rating, not his. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. The, uh, the tag match? The tag match, um, again, is one I'll go back and watch it. Again, uh, three and three quarter stars. They give that four stars. Wow. So, it was good, though, wasn't it? It was good. I think that might have, the four stars may have been bumped up in compa- because of what else was on the show, I think. Um, Kane versus Mark Henry? Two. Uh, three quarters of a star. <laughs> um... Lashley. He's right. He's right on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lashley versus Vince. Two. Uh, three and a quarter. I think he was a big fan of like the, like, the Vince Street Fight matches. He used to enjoy those. You'd like to see Vince get his ass kicked. Yeah, you? probably, yeah. Uh, the uh, Divas match. Given that we know that he actually inflated his score based on their looks, and the face of Melina and Candice Michelle are two very beautiful women, uh, I'm going to guess that he probably gave it, he probably gave it a five out of five. He <laughs> um, got, got no nothing at all done. So. I I I would have given it a star. Um, it was it was harmless. Was it any worse than Kane versus Mike Henry? <laughs> for me, they but for me they both had storytelling involved and lots of hugging involved as well. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, if if that Kane versus Mark Henry match would have been in a big bowl of pudding, would it have enhanced it? Someone would have enjoyed it, I'm sure. Yeah, um, Edge versus Batista. Edge Batista, I would have given that two and a half stars. Three and a half. Okay. Um, it's almost like he just pulls it out of his ass and makes it up, isn't it? Uh, Cena versus Carly. Now, because of what I just said there, because of, because the whole point of it was to try and get Carly over ahead of his move to SmackDown, um, I'm going to give it three stars. Two and a half. So not too, not too much of a difference there. So I mean, it was only ten and a half minutes long. This match. Let's not forget that it was one of it, it was. Um, I believe if my maths is correct here, it was the. Uh, it was the, it was the third shortest match on the card. It is again, it's one of those things when you're when you're looking for you know good points of matches, and one of them is this. It was, it was short. That's uh, that's a sign that. Um, but it hasn't got to be an hour long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that you can have five moves of doom, as it were, as Cena yeah. does. But if that's all you need to get a job done, Hulk Hogan had a had a, had a clothesline, a big boon, a leg drop. It worked for him for thirty years. I just realised I, I like a disembodied head in the dark, don't I? I have a turn a light on you, idiot. <laughs> I'm sat in pure darkness, where you can see. It's quite actually. It's quite uh, and cut like a, a sinister, a sinister like edge promo from the last couple of years. Thank you very much. Shine the bright light on my eyes. Cheers. Well, we're almost at the end there, so um. In a moment, I'll get Matt to plug all his all his wares and where you can find him. Um, we'll just have a look at next week's show, which is myself and Ash Preston talking about uh, King of the Ring to uh, 1993, which is obviously the year that Brett won King of the Ring. Hogan's last match in WWE for quite a long time. There's a couple of, I'd say a couple of classics. There's one classic on that match, which is Brett versus uh, Mr. Perfect, which kind of gets forgotten in comparison to the match at WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania? We are, we are in the, in the, that is the era of WWE, which is really going quite badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- there's a lot of crap on that show. And Ted Turner takes full advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where Vince had to dig into the bag of tricks. Yeah. But me and Ash is, Ash is a legend, so go and check him out if you want beforehand to see what he's been up to. Uh, so that would be a good show. Um, check out the playlist. Um, I appreciate everybody's support. I always, anyone that's still with us at this point in the show deserves a fucking medal. But <laughs> at this point in the show, I like to just thank everybody for supporting the show over the last few years and keep it going because I enjoy it. Um, I get to chat to some amazing people every week. I made some really good pals over the years doing this show. Um, and yeah, it's good. And it's good. I think you know. Some people think it's a bit daft, but that's that's wrestling, isn't it, really? And uh, yeah, right. Come on, then. Before I get too sentimental, we'll uh, we'll find out where we can find Matt, and then we'll find Matt's choice for song to play us out with. Okay, you can find me at Matt at UK. You can find me on Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestling podcast every Sunday on Visual Media. You can find me on Game Junkies there. You can find me uh, on Dungeon Junkies there as well. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention. The best thing right now to listen to is JDB Sports. Uh, if you like your baseball and if you like your nine-year-olds giving you up-to-moment um, analysis, better than some adults can give you. The shortest podcast host I've ever seen um, with his own podcast. Uh, nine years old, guys. Check him out at JDB underscore Jackson every week, hopefully, on VGM. He's, uh, he's over 30 episodes in now, guys. Wow. Give this kid... And listen, I'm begging you. Uh, Crystal's Games, every other Saturday with Game Junkies, obviously. Chris does amazing work. Do check him out. Also, check me out over on um, on YouTube um, with me doing the commentary now for Championship Wrestling Wrestling. Search for them, just Championship Wrestling Wrestling. Go to their page, give them a like and a subscribe. And li- listen to my dulcet tones as I call some of the best in Brit Rest. Um, I've had the privilege of calling some of the Wonder Kid, Johnny Storm's best matches over the last few years. I get to call the matches by um, Ricky Knight Jr., um, Zach Zodiac, um, Jackson Arrow, one of the best to do it in the whole world right now. Um, I get Big F and Joe. I, I've, I am blessed to see a ringside and do this. Please support these guys. And if you get a chance to kind of brain tree watch the show, Come say hello to me. I'll happily sign anything you got for free. (laughs) 
I, I mean, I'm not sure how many followers we've got in the Braintree area, but I'm sure it'll all be along. There's probably a few, actually. We, uh, I spoke last week about we got... Um, oh, that reminds me. Yeah. Remind me. Remind me. Uh, you mentioned uh, Morty and Fitch earlier. Uh, yeah. Cancel Morty and Fitch is my hashtag for the week, because uh, I'm still not being invited onto any of the fucking visions they do. Oh, mate, mate. They're doing you a favour, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Those shows are. Uh, it was nice to be invited. What can I say? What can I say? They're but they're both big letdowns. I love them both, but yeah, they're ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Right, mate. What are we gonna finish with? Well, you asked me to pick my favourite TV theme song. Not a secret. My favourite TV theme song is my favourite TV show of all time. They are in their thirtieth year this year, which for any TV show is a miracle. Than thirty consecutive series. This is the original theme song by Mighty Wolf and Power Rangers. Right. We'll finish with that. Um, thanks again, guys, for, for supporting the show. Tune in next week for me and Ash talking about King of the Ring 93. Thank you, Matt. Uh, and we shall see you next week. Cheers, guys. Thank Take you. Bye-bye.